Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, We have some very special guests for this episode. Uh, Welcome Ryan and Shane from the hit show BuzzFeed Unsolved. Hello, Hello, guys. Thank you for having us. Is that what, that's how you say hello to people (laughs) when you walk into a room? Why I went with an Andrew Dice Clay, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Or just kind of like a a haphazard like, wow, that was a really good surprise party thing you just threw for me. Like, whoa. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yes, happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Shane is shocked. Yeah. Thank you for coming on our show. Yeah, we're so excited. Thanks for coming. Um, We have these very special guests for a very special fan pick episode. Always. Brought to you by Melissa Walters. And Melissa's fan pick topic is really, she really was thinking outside the box on this one. (laughs) Oh, you're so clever. God damn it. That was good. That was good. No, don't encourage Thanks. her. It's it was great. terrible. It's great when you pause and there's silence and then you have to add your own laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, so the topic is Pandora's box crime. Yes. And Melissa, thankfully, defined this topic in her email um, as, quote, crimes that were only supposed to be minimal but ended up being a shit show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kind of like this podcast. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every episode we've ever done. Okay, good. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've got Pandora's box crimes ready for you. And... Uh, First, I think we probably need some libations. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, that sounds good. Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing for Pandora's box crimes? I've got something perfect for you today because today we are drinking Boda Box Boxed Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wow. I, I don't know what that is, but that sounds good. Oh, you don't know what she Boda good. Box yeah, is? Yeah, come on. Get with it. Speaking I, I, of I ending up being a shit show. Oh my God. Seriously. I, yeah, I had, I have tapped into this box already because I can't have a box of wine in my possession without having a little bit of it. But obviously, uh-huh. we had to drink wine from a box for a Pandora's box episode. That does like, make sense. That does make sense. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. Boda mm-hmm. Box Sauvignon Blanc, according to their website and according to what I have tasted, offers. And according li- to my local grocery store Correct. checkout aisle. <laughs> offers lively aromas of bright citrus, lemongrass, and honeydew melon. This crisp, <laughs> medium-bodied wine has juicy flavors of ripe nectarine, melon, and lime zest that extend into a smooth, elongated finish. This is a California solve with an ABV of 13% on the dot. 100%. I love a precise ABV. Cali, baby. Yeah, get it. <laughs> Which is a nice <laughs> nod to our, our friends. Our guests. And now, box wine gets a bad rap, but I fully endorse Boda Box. Like, these wines mm-hmm. are really freaking good. This is not like a slap the bag Franzia adventure. 
I this do enjoy slapping a bag. I've seen Ryan slap know. some bags mm-hmm. in my day. Slap the udder, baby. I think that's why you guys were late today, because you were slapping your bags. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Shane has to tell me to stop slapping the bag sometimes. Called out, party of two. Uh, in college, there, I used to do this thing called Tour de Francia. Yes. And, and it was, yes. And it was like a drinking yes. game where there was an obstacle course, and at every uh, checkpoint, you had to slap the bag. Yeah. I made great decisions in college. <laughs> Yeah, we so all so good. Well, this is not that. This is like this is the slap to the bag of your thirties, where it's like I'm too tired. Leave the bag alone. <laughs> leave the bag, bag in the box. Leave the bag in the box. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this wine is good shit. And what I love about Boda Box in particular is that it is hella sustainable, which is probably why they sell it at like Trader Joe's. I like to hear that. It's, That's good. Yeah. SFI certified, printed with VOC-free inks on craft, unbleached, recycled paper containing 90% post-consumer fiber, bonded with corn starch instead of glue, and 100% recyclable throughout. Inside, the Mm. wine bag is BPA-free, and both the bag and the spout are Category 7 recyclables. Uh, Boda wines are sustainably made at their certified sustainable winery in California and boxed wine in general just lasts longer because there's no exposure to air or light. So you don't end up uh, having waste, which is awesome. So there's like a lot of reasons. <laughs> it's like your child basement boy. Yeah. No exposure to, to air light. or light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Nicole Kidman's kids and the others. Exactly. Totally. They get it. <laughs> When I have my twins, one who I raise in eternal darkness and one who I raise in constant sunlight, and they meet when they're 18, we'll see who wins, and my money is on Basement Boy. Great. That sounds great. In the subsequent gauntlet. Yes. My money's on Sunshine Sun, though. I'm I'm outnumbered. I just think that he's going to be, like, shriveled up like a grape that has become a raisin. What if he looks like the the light exposure? What if he looks like the brawny man? What if he just I gets think, real yeah. strong? No, I think Sunshine Sun is going to look like powder from the acclaimed film Powder. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> that makes that makes no sense. I just think he's going to get bleached out. He also from has all, all that the, sunshine. I don't think that's uh, how skin works. That's not how <laughs> and skin works. I also works. think Basement Boy is also going to look like powder from the acclaimed film he Powder. He will definitely look like powder from the acclaimed film Powder. <laughs> I'm just I just picture Sunshine Sun to be like Ed Sheeran. Oh god. Like that's what I'm picturing. No. That's not how skin works either. He's going to be tan right and he's going to be he's going to be buff because he has all the room in the world to run around. Yeah, basement but boys like can find to a basement. I'm going to feed yeah, them he's both doing, the he's same. He's down there doing dips. You know, he's getting those oh, triceps. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He's going to Schofield it. Honestly, folks, the only way we're going to know <laughs> is if I just do the experiment. That's so, true. Right. That's a good thing to aspire to. Services. Yeah. Anyway, so the only drawback I can see on boxed wine is that there's no pop or crack. Oh. So I guess we'll just say, I don't know, nice pour, nice spout, nice backs. Nice stream. Nice stream. Nice pss. There's sort of a bag jiggle oh to God, it, isn't there? Is there nice a bag, bag. jiggle? Let's, nice do a bag. Ni- let's do a nice slap. Nice slap. Yeah. I can't slap, slap it, though. I think slap, slap is better board. because slap you saying box. nice stream to the sound of a liquid being poured it. into something. Yeah, nice maybe stream. it's not the best. <laughs> Can't really. No, may, I may actually I like well I like nice audio. stream. I'm making an executive secret. Or executive secret. <laughs> executive decision. It's nice stream now. Oh wow! You ready? Wow. Nice stream. Okay, I'm putting nice it stream. up to the mic so I, oh you can hear God. me pouring it. Popular I have to turn my gain bathrooms. up so you can actually hear it. Hold on, ready? 
Nice stream, man. Hey, nice stream. Nice stream. That's what I say every time I go up to the urinal. <laughs> to any guy. <laughs> tap him on the shoulder, bathroom. too. It's yeah, going really that, well. Men in public bathrooms, we all compliment each other's stream. Yeah. yeah. And it's best it's if you streaming. whisper it at close yeah, proximity. I just, I just poured it. It's we all the way to the top. It. You all missed cool. it, nice but I love stream. it. Nice stream. Nice stream. <laughs> I get really close so he could smell the Popeyes on my breath that I just got at the terminal. Yum. And I whisper, nice stream. You got to hydrate, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> super rude that you get to eat Popeyes and all I have is a Boda Box. You you know, you really sold me on the Boda Box. Are, are, it's really good. Are you so guys next sponsored time by Boda Trader Box? Joe's. No, I just no. like their wine. You just love it. I think you're in the pocket of Big Boda Box. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no better pocket to be in. Yeah, I, guess so. I would gladly climb into pocket. that pocket. So, Boda Box, get at us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they should. That I, was a good pitch. I think, I think Boda Box and Beta Brand should hook up. Oh, oh Beta Box yeah. brand Boda. It would be the the alliteration pair made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes, and wine in a box and comfy pants. I mean, yeah. a single brand. woman's dream. All right. Okay. Well, well cheers, everyone. On. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Blessed be the fruit. Cheers. Also, f- fill your glasses to the brim because I got a special treat for you. Oh, I'm dear God. We're drinking the, right. the 14% Four loco seltzer over here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't take them to our hands. Yeah, we're playing Four Locos. Oh, my God. Uh, you're playing uh, Edward Four loco hands? Yeah, Loco with... hands, yeah. <laughs> we're going Edward Loco uh, hands. We're taking it back well, to college. Oh, should we also tell them them that we took the which BuzzFeed Unsolved Guy Are You quiz this morning in preparation for this event? Yeah, yeah, what were the results? Understand, these are highly scientific quizzes. So they've been very, very Yeah, I think there were like three and a half questions, and one of them was, which one do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be honest, I do think the results of this quiz will be. You got me. And the description for Ryan is anything makes you jump. Some say you come off as naive, but Mm. in reality, you're as sharp as a tack. You're open to trying whatever, even if it might scare the shit out of you. You're a loyal friend, but you have a terrible poker face, which is very true. (laughs) Okay. That sounds like the description of a golden retriever. I've never heard that description before. Well, you're welcome. Ironically, though, we're going to share which. Unsolved guys we are, but we also forgot to introduce ourselves at oh, the yeah, top shit. of the episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, whatever, I'm Kenyan. We've, we've only been doing this for two and a half years. <laughs> okay, you're Kenyan, but also who else are you? Oh, I'm Shane. I took the uh, quiz, and I am Shane, which I felt was appropriate because I'm also pretty skeptical, except I definitely believe in aliens and, yeah, Bigfoot, probably. I also believe in aliens and Bigfoot, so... There I you think go. The, do, does the description on that? I feel I I know there's one quiz that was popular where the description was entirely wrong because it was like he doesn't believe in anything. <laughs> the, this one says because I am Lucy and I am also Shane and the description for Shane <laughs> is the only way you'll believe in something is if there's concrete evidence in front of your face and even though some people may call you hard headed and sarcastic you're still a great friend to have. I am a Aww. great friend to have. <laughs> Love it. But yes, I do believe in aliens and and to yeah. a lesser de- degree Bigfoot. I think I think she's out there. Yeah, I feel like it's not that far-fetched. No, it's meat and bone. Yeah. She's probably... Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the Loch Ness Monster. Where do you stand on the Loch Ness? Because I feel like that one also not that far-fetched. Hey, let's let's get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. (laughs) Oh... 
Okay, so for my background and psych portion, lately when we've been having special guests on, I've preferred to make it into a drinking game instead of like any sort of background and psych. Also, Pandora's box, what the fuck background and psych could there be? I love right. it. So today I have prepared a drinking game for us. Oh, no. Nice. Um, you don't know the rules, but I know the rules. I like that. And every time... Okay, so basically there are three different drinking cues, and I know what the cues are, and you do not. Okay. So one of one of the clues, one of the cues is a a specific word. All right. Okay. An- mm. Another cue is um, a word genre. So like it can be many different words, but they all have one specific thing in common. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the third and final cue is an occasion. Okay. So, like, mm. something that happens throughout our conversation. And I will let you know when one of these cues has happened by making a specific noise. And I was looking around my house for, like, you know, I don't know, a keychain that meows or, like, a bell or something a that's, gong. like— Yeah, something that, like, <laughs> makes a noise. And because I send out all of our Trash Queen shit every week and I also just had a garage sale, I don't have, like, any tchotchkes around— but I do have a jar full of bones from a goat's tail. Wow. Nice. <laughs> so that's what I've prepared. It sounds like this. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's getting me perfect. thirsty. <laughs> so that's your drinking cue. That is your cue to take a drink. Hearing them goat bones oh, really got me God. real thirsty. I don't believe you. I don't think those are goat bones. Those are just Skittles it's, in a jar. It's better than the jar of goat balls, which we have oh. talked about on an episode and received from a fan. Oh, that's yes. Oh, sweet question. Wait. Oh, that's how you have all these goat parts. A, a fan yep. sent you all these goat parts? No, the fan uh, sent us goat balls, which were actually cocktail onions, and I purchased these goat bones from a local taxidermist because they're just cool. As one does, yes. <laughs> I like goats, so I'm sure their bones are cool too. Yeah, right. it's a whole tail's worth of bones. Is this a popular I've thing you bring out at like dinner parties? Like, oh, I see you looking at my jar of bones. <laughs> Uh, literally, yes. I I have a cabinet, <laughs> like a hutch in my dining room, and it's like full of bones. And I host Thanksgiving every year with my conservative in-laws. It's great. Oh, that's, that's, that's a fun conversation. <laughs> okay, so let's get going. I have some questions for Ryan and Shane. Uh, we're going to start with some, some softballs, and then we're going to go into a little bit more specific things. Are we ready? Yeah. I think yeah. I'm good. Yeah, all- let's do it. Do we all know what to do on this cue? Drink. That drink. Drink that drink. Oh, and then the other rule is if you you guys can guess what the cue is, and if you if you correctly guess what my secret cues are, then we'll take that cue off the table. Okay. Okay. Wow, this is advanced. Mm-hmm. I like this. This is good. Okay, so Ryan and Shane, what is your favorite breakfast food? Ooh. I feel like we already know that Ryan's is Popeyes. <laughs> I, I, I got Popeyes d- did have good breakfast for a while. I don't know if they still do, but they did it for a little bit there, and it was amazing. That sounds gross. Um, I think <laughs> I think I, I might go with the sweet. I'm not normally a sweets guy. I'm more of a savory uh, person, but I will say that I do enjoy a good Belgian waffle with some strawberries on top of it. Oh. Runner-up, though, was chicken and waffles. Specifically, Yum. Roscoe's oh. chicken and waffles. Delightful. Nice. Oh. 
Yeah, we're going to have to try that next time we're out there. Oh, you yeah. absolutely have to. The Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle. Their waffle, there's something they do with that batter that's really good. The syrup is also amazing. They also give you like an ice cream scoop of butter, which is worth it. Yeah. However many years off it takes for my life expect, uh, expectancy, I don't care. It's delicious. Yum. it. I'm more of a, I'm more of a, I don't eat breakfast most mornings, but when I do, if I'm getting breakfast, I'll go with sort of your classic plate couple eggs over easy, maybe bacon, maybe turkey bacon if I'm feeling uh, mm. unhealthy that week and want to rein it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe Switch some hash the browns bacon. on there, maybe some corned beef hash, who knows. I like it oh. when there's a lot of different elements. I don't think she liked your breakfast. Corn? Drinking. <laughs> Is it corn? When they say corn? <laughs> no. God damn it. <laughs> Okay. What you word can was that? In, do we know what word that was in response to? You don't know no. if it's oh, you I... don't know if it's a genre, an occasion, or a specific word. But just keep in mind that was your first cue. All right. Well, I've I've downed a, an entire can of four loco. Yeah. <laughs> as I will every time I hear them bones rattling. Yeah. What's what's your guys' blackout protocol when we eventually <laughs> oh, pass out and one. concuss ourselves you have yeah. in the studio? Your own insurance, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say we haven't blacked out while recording an episode before. <laughs> I literally have, but not, oh not in a long time. <laughs> we literally have. Uh, oh, my God. Funny. Okay, next question. Um, what is your favorite wine varietal? Mm. Do you know what a varietal is? No. <laughs> I assume okay, that's like, 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 like a Cabernet Sauvignon yep. or a yeah. Chardonnay. Exactly. Uh, Nailed it. I don't know. I'm not a really a wine guy. I'm gonna go maybe a. I'm a. I'm a white wine guy, so I'm gonna go like a like a like a Pinot Grigio or a Chardonnay. Mm. It's between those mm. two, probably Pinot Grigio. Chardonnay. But truth be told, if you put both of those in front of me and did a blind taste test, I could not identify which is which. So mm-hmm. that's the extent of my wine uh, taste buttery. Between we are a Chardonnay and. A- Wow. I really, I, I mean, aggressively wine to me is just wine this at this point. I'm, I'm not that, <laughs> that far in my wine journey. I was a beer guy that's transitioning over into wine. Well, it oh, sounds like okay. you're not doing a very good job. You know what? I said I am learning, Shane. <laughs> so why don't you get off your high horse and tell them what kind of wine you like. I don't Mr. even know. I don't know what a wine variety Yeah, is. but I don't call myself a wine guy. I never said I was you're a wine guy. You're over here like, I oh, I was haven't trans- you seen that Netflix documentary, Somali A? First off, I didn't say it like Elmo from Sesame Street, but I also said I was transitioning. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I like, I like some red wines and some, some white wines. I like the stuff with the alcohol in it, and sometimes if it has bubbles, it makes my tummy feel good, and, uh, yeah. Uh, good. To, yeah, good. no, I don't really know. Sick answer. <laughs> there's, there's a kind my girlfriend always gets that's really good, but I don't, I can't remember the name of it. That's a long name. Wow. That's actually a good name for a wine. Whatever my, the kind the, my, the girlfriend, my girlfriend gets. gets. You ever had it? They sell it at Trader Joe's. <laughs> I'm not even trying to That's do a, like a, genius. I'm a man, so I don't drink wine. Only my girlfriend does. I like wine. <laughs> I'm just, I've never been, I've never been good at wine. I don't, I don't okay. know. Okay, and also, fine. wine makes me real sleepy, so I almost never have it. That's why I don't drink red wine. If I have wine yeah, at like 7 p.m., red wine will PM, make you sleepier. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And it also makes me look like I've been like chewing on mud clots or something like that. I'm so glad <laughs> I don't get yeah. bonkers wine teeth, because that's a big bummer. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. chewing on like dyed mulch, like mm-hmm. red mulch. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not good. Okay. What is one quote unquote unsolved case that you're pretty sure you've solved? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Um, oh, there was one. God, what was that one where I was like, I think I pretty much solved this one. Oh. Oh, uh, the Black Dahlia, I'm pretty sure, was George Hodel. I'm almost positive mm. of it. Um, mm-hmm. Isn't there like a missing a missing child one that we thought we had sort of got? Bobby, uh, Bobby Dunbar? Bobby Dunbar. That one, we got, I think we had solved that one. Uh, we can never concretely say that we solved it. No, we can't legally, but I'm pretty sure D.B. Cooper's are... D.B. Cooper's bones are an ornament in some pine tree out there in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. They're probably Actually, in they're jar. in a jar. Yeah. They're probably in your <laughs> jar collection. Hutch. I feel like <laughs> the case is pretty closed on Amelia Earhart, too. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, she got eaten by crabs. I think that's clo- <laughs> it's closed in your mind. I think that's what you would like to have happened. That's what happened. Those giant man-eating crabs. That's amazing that those exist. Yeah. I saw one dragging a coconut. Not hard to imagine that coconut being a head. Yeah. Of an aviatrix. Yeah. Of an aviatrix, yeah. The most famous <laughs> aviatrix of all time. Yeah. Just her horrified expression. Oh, Stop it. Oh, 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 oh. Who was that for, Ryan or Aviate? me? Giant crabs, drink. Hmm. Giant crabs. <laughs> okay, there's some kind of cuisine thing that's happening here. Giant crabs. I think it's for I think it's for phrases like "who knows" and "of all time." I see, because I was about it, to say, "What's the not. link between oh. crab and a standard breakfast?" I guess, and like it a can't be a food thing day. because she didn't shake the bones at the the waffle. That's true. Or chicken and waffles. But it sounded like it came up when I mentioned corn. Yeah. Well, keep in mind it could be a genre, a genre. an occasion meaning something that happens in this conversation An or a aviatrix word. getting her head eaten by a crab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very that, predictable for her, to, <laughs> for her to create the rules of this game. Hmm. Keep yeah. going. Okay. I'm, I'm in this now. Okay, well, yeah. okay. Next question, if, if we're ready to move on. I believe so. And by the way, me shaking the bones does not mean that you have to, like, stop talking about whatever you're talking about. Yeah, well, yeah, it does because we have to pick apart why. Oh. Yeah, we got to get bones. to the bottom okay. of this. Now, fun fact: okay. shaking my bones is what I call this dancing. This will not go unsolved. <laughs> 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 and predicting the weather, right? Yeah. Dancing and predicting the weather. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next. Next question: If you took a DNA test, what percentage that bitch do you think you'd be? Oh, Ryan, yeah. I'll say that Ryan is 100% that bitch. Oh, I would say 0% actually. <laughs> oh, see, and that's what makes you that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What about you, Shane? Oh. 45. I could go with a 45. 45%. 45. 45. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm in the low but, teens range, if anything, but I would go with 0%. <laughs> isn't, is that low self-esteem? Is the higher percentage that bitch better self-esteem? Depends on if you're Lizzo or not. I don't know. See, I don't know if I would like, I don't know if people would like me walking into a room trumpeting, I believe I'm 100% that bitch every time I walk in a room. <laughs> I feel like there's a, there's a point. I, I, look, Even I'm all when for high you're self-esteem. crying crazy, though? I think there's, there's, there's nuance to it, though. <laughs> it's like, you can't always be 100% that bitch, you know? He's um, got true. boy problems, that's a human in him. That is right. true. 
Or if I'm trying to make an omelet and I can't make the flip, not 100% yeah. that bitch in that moment, I'll tell you. It's the bane of my existence. True. I can't make an omelet. Pressure. You can't make an omelet? It's impossible. No, it's not. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard. It is really hard. I don't think it I have the proper really uh, pan. It sounds like you don't. Yeah. Yeah, you need mm. a you need a you need a a flat nonstick pan. Do you have a good spatula? Maybe I don't know. It could what be my shape. Maybe I have do you have a good spatula or not? I think it might be. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't it's get not it. A from, yes or no question. I have no I mean, idea where it, yes it came no from. My, I got it from my mom. Maybe she bought it from Sir Lata. I was point. gonna say go to Sir Lata. Get a little free espresso. <laughs> I, don't you say, I don't think you say the B. Yeah, you say the B. I you think don't it's say Sir Lata. Say, do you guys have Sir Lata? It's Sir Lata. Oh, you do say the B. I've been saying it wrong my whole life. You don't pronounce the L E. Sir Lata. Oh, so we no, were both sur la table. Wrong. Sur la table. I, yeah. Sure, L A table. In, That's what I. In say. Americanized, in Americanized commercial way, it's just sur la table. But I like the way that you both said it. Do you guys ever go it's there funny. just for the free espresso? <laughs> Obviously. Where you're like, mm, yes, oh. I'm thinking about buying one of these forty-five hundred dollar espresso machines. But first, <laughs> let me try it in a Dixie cup. Let me mm, taste Not good enough. Test. Well, sometimes you go in there, you just think about buying anything else, and they'll oh. still give. Oh. Dixie cup. <laughs> Dixie cup. Good. Is that what it is? Uh, well, I'm a big fan of the papery. Dixie chicks. No bones. Huh? Uh, no bones about them Dixie chicks. No bones on the Dixie chicks. <laughs> 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 All right. Next question, because I am really stumped here. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about each of your backgrounds and how you got into that sweet, sweet BuzzFeed game. Yeah. You, you, you want to go first, Shane? You have a pensive look on your face. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, Ryan and I actually have pretty similar backgrounds. Um, I I went to school for editing video uh, in Chicago, and I graduated around 2009 when there were no jobs anywhere at all. Hey, us hey too. Oh. Yeah, it was very us fun. Too. It was a great yeah, time to that graduate. Yeah, origin story and, sounding um, I loved uh, just <laughs> working uh, kind of dead-end jobs for five years. That was very fun. Um, <laughs> Volunteering, bartending. Yeah. Uh, I worked moving like, to Asia. I worked for like a corporate video company, and I I worked for a movie theater, and I worked for a public access channel, and I worked for Starbucks. Abercrombie. I worked for Abercrombie in high school, <gasps> but I was Were in the stock room. Wow. I was in the stock room. Oh my god! Did you front. just smell yeah, like they didn't want you out all front day? Like <laughs> no, <laughs> they, <laughs> nah, not my beat. Um, but. I stopped going there. I just we just stopped going there. Me and my friends got a job there because we were like, "Whoa, they're hiring!" And we would just we would just hang out in the back and listen to music and eat cookie dough. And uh, they'd <laughs> nice. be like, "We need you to fold this box of, of girly shirts." And we'd be like, "Oh, okay." And the person would go up front, our manager, and then we'd just take the box and be like, this is too many shirts. And we'd just throw it. <laughs> and there was this area, like a loft area, where you couldn't see anything. Oh, uh oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just throw oh. the boxes so we wouldn't have to fold the clothes. They're probably still up there in Woodfield Mall. Sounds like you were <laughs> a great employee. Yeah, I was really good. Anyway, so then I applied at BuzzFeed uh, after after uh, working the public access gig uh, and moved to L.A., which is, you know, that's halfway across. Yep. Okay. L.A., oh. baby. Uh, moved. L.A. Moved. Um, moved. 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 To? To. L.A. LA references? Oh, oh! We got one. L.A. Uh, I gotta stop saying that's it. That's part Shit. of one. 
L.A. references. L.A. refs, maybe. Who no, knows? No, not L.A. Otherwise, I would have said I would have shaken at Roscoe's. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, did, did you it. shake? Or okay. is it like, like Los Angeles Hallmarks? Like, like, like you know, Staple, Los Angeles Staples? Is that is that one of the... Nope, nope. Think think bigger than just Los Angeles. Worldwide, California references. Worldwide you're getting, chains? You're getting warmer. West, West, West Coast. Coast. West Coast. West Coast chains. West Coast cities oh, is okay. one of our drinking cues. Okay. You got, oh. you got it. Nice job. Yeah, nice. Oh, we got one down. Thank got one. God, my case is in Florida. But yeah, when I, <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I started at BuzzFeed as an intern uh, around, Ryan had started a month or two before me. Yeah. So we came up in the same intern class together. But Ryan's path is equally winding and let's hear about it now. <laughs> what the hell was Started that? Started in Sacramento. Um, yeah, I, I went to film school as well. To... I went to film school for directing because I, I thought I was going to be the next Steven Spielberg. I, I was wrong, as many people were. <laughs> no one was the next Steven Spielberg. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I realized when I was there I didn't like directing, so I tried to switch over to cinematography, which I did. I did uh, lighting work after college. I did uh, grip and electric. I graduated in 2013. And then, yeah, I did grip and electric work for two years, which is basically like, like lifting heavy gear, essentially on set. And I realized I didn't want to do that for 10 years before I even had the, the chance to sniff a camera. And uh, so I switched <laughs> over to like freelance jobs. Like um, I, I did do a, like kind of like a public access e type job where I uh, I filmed powerpoints for doctors. This is this no. is weird. That is exactly what I did. That sounds so I fucking did. boring. I it did was. like that exact thing at my job. <laughs> I stood up. That sounds like something you make a prisoner do as punishment. <laughs> I did feel like a prisoner at times when I was there, when I was listening to a, a, a doctor from USC's Keck Medicine School talking about irritable bowel syndrome for oh, two straight hours. Oh my god, I hate it. Did Thanks, you have to like transcribe it? it? I had to transcribe no. a bunch. I did actually. Did you have to do that no. too? I also oh. had to put them on oh, DVDs no. and distribute. I also filmed graduations oh. for a little bit. It is crazy that we had like the exact same job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, I don't really want to do this. And then, uh, so I left that. I also, backtracking to Grip and Electric, I was a couple days away from joining the union because that was also, now that I realize when I look back, that was concurrent with the irritable bowel syndrome filmings. Um, <laughs> the irritable bowel syndrome union? Uh, no, no, filmings. <laughs> yeah, you, the union for everyone. Everyone, they have <laughs> weekly meetings. Um, but God, yeah, I decided to stray away from both of those things kind of when I was at a fork in the road in my career. And I chose the internship at BuzzFeed, not knowing what it was. Uh, met the Shaniac over here. And then, um, yeah, we went through that program, which was kind of like the Hunger, Ga Hunger Games, and uh, we saw all of our, our fellow interns uh, die. No, I mean, Drop away. A lot of them still work there. I mean, I think they're breathing somewhere, but they left BuzzFeed, so they're dead. No. <laughs> um, and then uh, we worked our way up. I eventually made Unsolved, and then um, I made Unsolved actually with a different host, Brent Bennett. Um, he left the show because he didn't like I think he, the quote was, I don't like these stories anymore. <laughs> okay. And then oh, he left. All right. And then I turned to my right and said, hey, Shane, do you want to do this instead? And he was like, sure. <laughs> uh, and that's that. And then we, we from then on, we, I guess we never looked back. Shane, how it. do you feel about being the second choice? 
<laughs> I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm fine with it. You know, it was a, uh, it really the there was so little fanfare to him asking me. No anything. ceremony at all. No, because we were just making stuff left and right at that point, and series were not really a, an established thing at BuzzFeed. I guess the or even on YouTube either, really. Yeah, the Try Guys had been doing, had been doing some stuff, but it, even that didn't feel like... It wasn't rec- recognized as serialized They just kind of lumped it into like, yes, these 20 episodes are a season, I guess. But yeah. Unsolved was really mm-hmm. the start of that. Um, so even mm-hmm. when Ryan had asked me, hey, do you, would you like to be in this? I was like, uh, let me... I think you did not... <laughs> Ryan says I checked my calendar. Yeah, Shane looked <laughs> over, checked his Google <laughs> calendar... And saw that next like week was open and was like, yeah, it looks like I got some time. And I was like, sweet, lock it in. He was like, cool. And then we both put our headphones back on because we sat next to each other at a, on a desk and worked on other things. Yeah. And that was that. <laughs> nice. That I is unceremonious. It. That's basically how our podcast started. Kenyon was like, hey, I made a logo and I have a name and we're starting a podcast. This is your full-time job now. Thanks, bye. <laughs> 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 and both of you were like, cute. And I was like, no, really, it's happening. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. chained in Kenyon's basement right now. <laughs> basement girl Dark. over here. Basement girl. <laughs> okay. You could uh, spend time getting to know her basement boy. Or uh, I mix up. Who, who That's is the, mine. Who ha- who That's has the basement boy? <laughs> Kenyon will be a nurturing and loving parent. I will be a hellscape. <laughs> you know. Period. That's it. I'll just be a hellscape. <laughs> oh my God. I'll be vetted by fire. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And fingers crossed, I am barren. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Modern fertility. Just oh, my God. Okay, what is some of the silliest feedback that you've gotten about your show, positive or negative? But I'm kind of searching for negative. Yeah, okay, one day. This is a Pandora's box question. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's, okay, I, I could give you one positive one. Let's see, negative. The, really, the negatives are not that, inspired it's just like uh, I like the, the cases but I wish these two idiots would stop talking uh, <laughs> that's like usually like the the template from the negative the, the negative the I negative mean, comments are, are always men, really which is a brief strike and against you they're always really brief and blunt <laughs> it'll just be like love the case the the boys talking ruined it yeah, it's and honestly, they're far and few between. <laughs> oh, we, we get that a, feedback all the time. Yeah. Then Google it, asshole. Exactly. Yeah. There's, a, the there's a way to consume yeah. that. It's called Without Wikipedia speech. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Sorry though, the we fan base spoke is pretty nice. On our podcast. <laughs> um, the positives. There, I mean, there's a there's plenty of fun positive comments out there. However, there is one that tickled me the most. A guy somehow found my personal email address. And uh, emailed me to let me know. He's like, hey, man, love the videos. Excellent content to get stoned to. Keep it up. Cheers. And, uh, <laughs> I love and that. I don't know who this man was. I forget what his email was, his username. But <laughs> I just love that we're just a giant cache of content for him to get uh, blitzed on. Just We've gotten that I same feedback that. before, actually. We have. Yeah. It's and very complimentary. Also- I think the best in-person uh, feedback we've ever gotten. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm going to... In London? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were on the tube, and there was, like, a guy standing next to us. He was older. He must have been... 40-ish? 40-ish, yeah. He had, like, a suitcase, full suit on. He was standing next to us for the majority of the ride. Did not, like, was not, 
like looking at us or anything. He wasn't then, looking or talking. Right about. before he got off, he turned to Ryan. What did he say? To you? He was like, "You those those." He's like, "You those uh, you those unsolved boys." You those unsolved boys. <laughs> he had like a. It was like an Irish Scottish accent. Little brogue. He was like, "You gonna do more more videos?" And Ryan was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "All right." Love him. Keep up the work. And then he just left. <laughs> and then he just got off the tube. But he just like there was no. Glee in his face. Yeah. He, it was just yeah. like he was checking <laughs> in on us inside. like a manager. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how those coming along? Okay, good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'd love Glad to see one come chat. across my desk. Goodbye. <laughs> he's a chimney sweep. I just know it. Yeah, very. <laughs> he's the most well-dressed chimney sweep I've ever seen. Then. Yeah. Yeah, they're British. That's true. He actually kind of <laughs> looked like the Weasley father. Like he had, Didn't he have nice. like a little sweater on and a little hat? I don't remember. I remember him kind of looking like Tom Hardy in Inception. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like Hello. Can we come vest? on yeah. your next tour? <laughs> yeah. You guys are you big Tom which guy. Which train was this? <laughs> which train? Yeah, I believe it was near uh, Piccadilly Circus. Sure. Oh. Mm. <laughs> sure. It's, the, it, it's underground. It was, under, yeah. Mm hmm. It was dark. Yeah. Um, okay. Next, next question. <laughs> next question. Uh, so this is a two-parter. So Ryan, what is one thing that you are uncharacteristically skeptical of? And Shane, what's one thing that you are uncharacteristically super on board with? We kind of got to this at the top of the episode, which is why I told you that we'll get to it. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we're getting to it. Yeah. Um, look, I think actually, as a general rule of thumb, I'm actually pretty skeptical of most ghost paranormal evidence just because a lot of the stories we run into... Or like, yeah, this ghost haunts this gift shop, and it opens up the register and gave me change for a twenty. And Didn't I'm you always see just one like, one time? That's act. That's a real story, by the way. That's a story from Yuma Prison, uh, Yuma in Phoenix. There's a ghost in the gift shop who apparently gives you change. Uh, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> one. Like as a general rule of thumb, I'm actually pretty skeptical of some of the more fantastical stories. But uh, also at large, I'm pretty skeptical of abductions. Yeah, to be quite honest. You, are, you do have yeah, you do have a a line that you don't really cross. You seem to have alien, a pretty good not child. Yeah, Ch yeah, alien abductions, not uh, extraterrestrial. Yeah, extraterrestrial, mm -hmm. not sad things you see on the news. Yeah, yeah, not like mm -hmm. paternalistic abductions. <laughs> no, uh, alien abductions. Those always kind of uh, those always. <laughs> Some of them are a little fishy. Yeah, seem a little mm -hmm. fishy, and I'll leave it at mm -hmm. that. All right. Little anal probe heavy. <laughs> probe heavy, just like oh. it seems like they're always concentrated in the same areas, which I guess would make mm -hmm. sense if aliens were like, this is the pickup zone. This is where I go to pick up the, the human postmate orders that I have to go bring back to <laughs> Blogborg. It's like they've got a lift, like a lift or rideshare pickup spot <laughs> on Earth. Yeah, right. like the terminal pickup at LAX. Um, the reception like, is just good there. Yeah, maybe that's just what it is. I don't know. But it also... Let's just say I don't, I don't feel like they uh, they pick out the brightest bulbs in the box. What yeah, if mm -hmm. aliens? What if aliens treated Earth as like one big Pokemon Go game? Oh, I <laughs> love. That's pretty and they were like, yeah. you know, I got a yeah. dog. I got a. <laughs> I got a dog. A woman with blue hair. <laughs> Wouldn't they want to catch me? That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't they want to catch me though? And I have not been abducted. Well, the thing is, that that's you, we don't know that aliens can see color. We the, don't know that. But you would think they'd be able to vet intelligence level. Like, if I was an alien and I wanted to, 
you know, harvest some human from this planet to be like, you know, this is an indicator of what this planet's like and its people are like, why are you, 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 you abducting Joe Dirt? You should be abducting like Obama like or something. I feel like you answered your own question. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I would be going after the smart guys. You know, get a Hawking in there back when he was around. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, like, oh, 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 Stephen Hawking. Hawking? Of course. Stephen Bones. Hawking. <laughs> Curious. Okay. I but didn't yeah. mean to shut you down, but let's go over to Shane. <laughs> What's one thing that you are super on board with? I do have a lot. I mean, Bigfoot, when we were looking for Bigfoot, you know, it's tough because obviously we can't cover all the territory. There's been a lot of sightings and it's, it's pretty far spread, but I do have I do have some hope that Bigfoot is real. A little unlikely. The other one I always root for is Champ in Lake Champlain. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you have such an obsession with Champ. Champ's not, I I don't have it all in front of me right now, but they've done some. And some he like, has files of research at home. Shuck, shuck, yeah, that's me. I thought you said vials and not files. <laughs> vials. Like, why are you oh, putting vials, your yeah. research in tiny vials? That's right. Um, but Champ, yeah, Champ's. There seems to be some some fishy going on there. There's something going on in that Good pun. Good pun. Not even. And, mm-hmm. and there's vials of there's something vials. going on there. And and I've I've seen that lake. And I looked out at that lake, mm-hmm. and I felt something inside me mm-hmm. just looking out at it. You sure it wasn't just mm-hmm. IBS? I, we've established that you're <laughs> you the one with IBS. The union. I'm not the one with IBS. You're you the one that joined the union. You were the one who almost pooed your pants on an investigation. Well, that's a different story. Because you ate two hot dogs that were served at the baggage claim in Philadelphia. <laughs> we were hungry. <laughs> Yeah, not that hungry. Not to be double-fisted baggage claim hot dogs. Hungry. Hungry. I only had, hungry. I only had one and a half. <laughs> Saying you're hungry. No, hungry. it's not hungry. Damn it. <laughs> Dang. Oh. Baggage claim. Traveling. Uh, ne- neither of the other two cues have anything to do with food, mm. necessarily. Damn. Traveling? Touring? Philadelphia? <laughs> so, so you've, already got, you've already gotten the word genre, so what's left is a specific word which has not been mentioned yet. Oh. And yeah, also an occasion that happens in this conversation. So is I got one I got flying? one last question for you. Okay. What? Is flying the occasion? Lying. No, oh. flying, flying, like flying. No, like, flying. No flying. Oh. It's not flying and it's also not lying. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, so my last question for you. What really happened at Dyatlov Pass? Oh. Hmm. You know, I'm going to double down here. I think it was a Yeti. Or not a Yeti. I think it was an ab- abdominal snowman. Or, I guess Abominable. He had, ab- ab- wait. <laughs> abdominal? Abdominal, yeah. He was doing crunches. He's right. You should see his fucking You should see this back. guy's fuck. He's ripped. He's out there. He's out there getting prepped for the presidential fitness test. Um, yeah. The ye- I think a Yeti, a Yeti would be fun. Like a perv Yeti that just took everybody's clothes off and looked I at it. No, but that, that no, the, the clothes that off was that was a that was a form of the uh, I forget. I think it's called paradoxical undressing. Yeah, that's that's a that's a <laughs> symptom of that. But I do think the Yeti after the fact was like, oh look at all those <laughs> those those like the naked little humans running down there. I'm gonna eat them. Like they look tasty. I yeah. think maybe that's mm-hmm. also the ripping open from the inside of the tent. The horrified expressions on their faces. If Yeti's eating someone. Wouldn't there be little bits everywhere? 
That's hey, true. They, you know what? They're right. very right. clean. They clean up after themselves. Yeah, they don't we can't track them or find them. A very polite Yeti who's sure to just, you know, put his tray away at Ikea. They're not going to leave without offering to do the dishes, packing up Uh the leftovers. Or Uh a Yeti with a, a, you know, like a Netflix subscription. And he's been watching season after season of SVU. So he knows. (laughs) He knows he's got to cover his tracks. Maybe it's not a Yeti. Maybe it's an uh, an abduction. That could explain the, uh, just as I said, I'm skeptical of of abductions. (laughs) I think maybe it might be an abduction. They looked, uh, they had horrified expressions on their faces. They ripped their tent open from the inside. Maybe it was uh, a window. There was radiation at the site. Ooh. I think it was an experiment. I think it was like sound waves or some shit. The Soviet government was like. Oh, like some MK Ultra and stuff? shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, were, they were up to no good over there for a while. So it's possible. Mm-hmm. And maybe still. Yeah, probably. <laughs> maybe still. Shane, do you have a theory? Uh, I'd probably go with just hypothermia. <laughs> See me? I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's my what thing. What about the horrified expressions and the nudity? I'd probably be pretty horrified well, if I was part dying of from hypothermia. I'd be. I wouldn't be like chill, baller. Let's go. I'm what, out. What about the cutting open from the inside of the tent? Doesn't hypothermia make you go cuckoo? It makes you feel like you're incredibly hot. Well, sure. Then Not cut. like hot. Like, ooh, I'm hot right now. Yeah, I'd cut like, my way uh, out of the tent. There's yeah. a zipper. What if you're going crazy? You forget how zippers work. Oh, really? The zipper's actually more <laughs> efficient than using your knife. Then you gotta go find your knife. Mm-hmm. Well, That's why I they guess invented the zipper. we'll never know. Mm. I guess. Yeah, I yeah. Guess I'm very content with the mysteries of the universe never being, uh, you know, uncovered. It's fine. It's frustrating. <laughs> you're gonna go to the grave not knowing so many things, so you I might know. as well just give up on them. It's such a nihilistic just... way to look at everything. <laughs> I think we just boiled down right. your entire podcast, podcast to show. like two sentences. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a well, video podcast. <laughs> so, okay. So there. That's the end of my segment. Either we can stop the drinking game and I can tell you the other two cues, or we can continue them through the episode. Oh, let's continue. Yeah. All right. Should we hear a quick word from our sponsors? True crime is my passion, but even I need the occasional break. So when I feel like I need a mental palate cleanser, my go-to refresher is Best Fiends. I am fully obsessed with this game. I love it. It has all these challenging puzzles, and it's a casual game that anyone can play, but it is made for adults, which is always nice to have something that is made for adults in your arsenal. Uh... I am, like, logged in constantly. I'm currently kind of stuck, actually, on level 886. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I asked Amanda before we recorded this ad what level she was on, and she refused (laughs) to tell me. (laughs) Wow. I'm proud of it, and I'm, I'm connected with a bunch of my friends who play um, on Facebook, so it's really fun because I will surpass them and then like get this sick sense of joy from passing them in levels and then be like, haha, and then send them gifts and all kinds of fun things. So I really love it. I play all the time. And one of the things that I love the most about it is that like you don't need internet to play it, so it's really awesome when you're traveling. I played it a ton when we were on tour. Obsessed. Every flight. Best Fiends offers a unique 
unique and exciting puzzle experience that's unlike other puzzle games out there. Um, mm -hmm. Best Feeds updates the game monthly with new levels and events, mainly just to keep pace with Amanda. So uh, pretty much, it never <laughs> gets old. Um, it's so fun. And Best Fiends treats the game like a service for their players. Best Fiends has 100 million downloads globally, so you are Ooh. not alone in your love of Best Fiends. And like Amanda said, it does not require the internet to play, so it's not going to suck your data. It's great for traveling. Mm -hmm. You can play anywhere, like we said, on the plane, on the subway, in your mm -hmm. bunker. Yeah, and I have collected so many characters and they all have like different little powers so that you have to use these strategies to, to pick your characters for each level to pass it. And like, I'm kind of blowing it on level 886, but I feel You'll confident that I'm finally going to break through. Yep. Yeah. So engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters too. This is a five-star rated mobile puzzle game. It's on the Apple App Store and Google Play, and you can download it for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. One more time, that's friends without the R, best fiends. Ring's mission is to make neighborhoods safer. You might already know about their smart video doorbells and cameras because we covered an amazing case about yeah. a, a doorbell. One being lick. Yeah, <laughs> a doorbell licker. <laughs> um, but what you might not know is that uh, they protect millions of people everywhere. Ring helps you mm -hmm. stay connected to your home anywhere in the world. So if there's a package delivery or a surprise visitor, you'll get an alert and be able to see, hear, and speak to them all mm -hmm. from your phone. That's thanks to the HD video and two-way audio features on Ring devices. It is so slick, y'all. It's amazing. I have I have a video doorbell, but I actually gifted it to a friend who had recently bought their first home. So, like, this is such a creative and awesome gift that you could mm. give as a housewarming to a brand new homeowner. Uh, just because I live in an apartment building, so I couldn't use the ring doorbell, but I do have the alarms on all of my windows and my door, and it makes me feel so much more secure in my apartment. Anytime that a window is opened, I can get an alert, which thank God I have not gotten any kind of mysterious alert mm -hmm. yet. But, you know, I'm waiting for that day to come. But I just have that additional peace of mind by having that extra ring of security around my apartment. And I felt so great giving that as a gift to a friend who's just become a new homeowner. So that's like a really fun and creative way that you could give them that peace of mind as well. Oh, I like and that. Yeah, and as a listener, you have a special offer on a Ring starter kit, which is what I have, and it's available right now with a video doorbell and motion-activated floodlight cam. Hello. The starter kit has everything you need to start building a ring of security around your home. So just go to ring.com slash gals. Again, that's ring.com slash gals and treat your security. Treat it. Are we ready for my case? All right. Actually, I have two short cases this week. Um, so here we go. For uh, January 17th, 2013, the Honolulu office of the FBI received a distressing phone call. The person on the other end claimed to have insider knowledge that a specific male passenger on an Alaskan Airlines flight was going to attempt to hijack the plane at any moment. The plane, which was already in the air, was, like I said, an Alaska Airlines Flight 819 from Kona, Hawaii to Seattle, Washington. Mm, baller places. Yeah. Yeah, no one's shaking any bones. 
<laughs> we already established that, so I we took it off the know. table. <laughs> Needless to say, the FBI took this phone call quite seriously. And making matters worse, by the time the FBI received the tip, like I said, the flight had already taken off, sending the Honolulu FBI team into full emergency mode to deal with the threat in progress. They contacted the U.S. military, and fighter jets were dispatched from an Oregon National Guard base to escort the flight on its route and possibly, like, shoot it down if need be. Uh, The FBI office in Seattle was also contacted and agents prepared to meet the flight and question the suspect on arrival. So, like, shit is popping off. Everybody's in place. So, this this person who called in this this possible hijacking thing, is there a line you just called to report these kinds of tips? I feel like they just called, like, 911. Hmm. Would be my guess. And then they were routed to the FBI. They called from a payphone. Hmm. And that's all the information I'm going to give at this time. What year was Ooh. this again? 2013. Oh, 2013. Oh, this is recent. Because okay. my first thought hey, this could phone? be like a prankster trying to make someone's life hell of just. Hmm. But payphone in 2013. Payphone is interesting. That's my thought. The crew on board flight 819 uh, was also alerted to the presence of a potential hijacker on their flight and told to keep a close eye on him and be prepared to deal with an incident. So they were told, like, the name of a person, and then they could look at their, like, flight list and see what seat he was in, and they were told to, like, you know, watch out. Yeah. Bizarrely, however, the man they were instructed to monitor spent pretty much the entire flight sleeping. Oh, dear. (laughs) So there's this random guy (laughs) who's, like, asking maybe for an extra bag of peanuts every now and then is, like, now being eyed as a potential terrorist. That's crazy. This is great. I love where this is going. He only awoke when the plane landed and was alarmed to find FBI agents waiting for him. Yeah. Well, now this, this I imagine. seems unfair. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This could be like like a very, very mean prank. If yeah, like, if you know mm. anyone is traveling and they're your enemy, yeah. you just call the FBI and say, oh, they got, they're up to no good up there. Oh, I'm fully doing, doing that to Kenyon when she comes back say. to the States. <laughs> Let's do it. We are putting yeah, in an say, anonymous if I knew tip. Shane was flying somewhere, I could just say, yeah, I think he's dangerous. You know him. He's mm-hmm. the guy who could barely yep. fit a hat on his big head. Oh. And, uh, yep. Maybe, maybe it's the old bait and switch. It's possible. Oh. Mm. Well, the sleepy terrorist in question was detained and interrogated, but ultimately not arrested. After only a two-hour interrogation, it was determined that this man, and his name was never released to the press, so. That's good. I think I think that means legally we're allowed to just give him any name. Sure. We want. Shane. Yeah. <laughs> Shane. Yeah. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. call him Shane Shane, for Shane now. Ryanson. Yeah. Yep. Shane Ryanson, yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh, so Shane Ryanson had definitely never had any intention of hijacking the plane and had no earthly idea what the FBI agents were talking about. <laughs> and the fact that he had slept through the flight and had nothing on him that could be considered a weapon probably helped convince them. Okay. So what the hell was going on, you asked? I do well, ask. turns out. 
This was not a thwarted hijacking attempt at all, but rather a juvenile dispute that got way, way, way out of hand. Oh my God, yes. It was their friend calling out their other high school friend <laughs> slash podcast host. And trying to prank friend, them. Friend is a stretch. Uh-oh. It would be uh, funny if this was like the h- highest escalation of a prank war between two friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> getting someone arrested by... That'd be yeah, even better. Hilarious prank, getting someone thrown in a federal prison. <laughs> That's so well, actually, super funny. Gotcha. <laughs> it, it was an escalation of a prank war. What? There well, it is. Was Ashton Kutcher involved? The cooch? No. The cooch. Not as far as I know. Um, so Timothy David Hirschman, and there is a photo on the drive which we should send to the guys because he is quite the looker. Holy moly. You see, brother? Oh my God. Right? This looks like if someone turned the Hulk <laughs> into a human, like they turned his green skin into human skin, and then mm-hmm. it just went horribly Not wrong. Well. I mean, he, looked, he kind mm-hmm. of looks like what could become of Sunshine Sun. Mm-hmm. Or the yeah, Avatar or Tomatoes. Older. Like, he could be the Avatar. He looks yeah. like if if a young Nick Nolte oh, ate yeah. a young yes. Nick Nolte. And then <laughs> shat out another young Nick Nolte with a side yeah. of Gary Busey. Yes. With bad acid and also, reflux n- and allergies. Oh, yeah. Nick Nick Nolte lived across the street from me where I grew up, and oh, wow. my same landlord was his landlord and evicted him. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> so, Timothy David Hirschman was a Kona resident and the roommate of the sleepy terrorist. Great. <laughs> um, and he was ultimately arrested for making a hoax call to the FBI that set off the panicked response. Mm. He claimed that he was upset at his roommate for putting fish guts in the back of his truck and wanted to get revenge. I mean, hate to see I get it. Mm-hmm. Fish guts, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a choice. If you're going to do that, you'd better expect some repercussions. I've never yeah. been the victim of or done that to someone. Wasn't there you, that mm-hmm. fucked up trend with like swatting people though? Well, I mean, swatting has killed people. Yeah, yeah. that's, true. Yeah, that's someone, really, some, that's really like dangerous. A, I think like last month someone was sentenced for for swatting someone. As well they should be. That's yeah, completely bonkers. <laughs> yeah, my cousin got swatted. Mm-hmm. Really? Actually, what? Yeah. What? It's pretty crazy. What? It's a... Did you swat your cousin? I did not swat my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Full con- I did not. <laughs> All I did the cards on the table, yes, I swatted if my cousin. If anyone is listening <laughs> who does hilarious. not know what that means, it's essentially making false claims against somebody that would trigger a like full-blown SWAT police team. SWAT team to arrive at their residence. Yeah, yeah. which is very dangerous, yeah. yeah. Super funny. And people are now going to That's, prison for it, which wolf. is probably good. I, you know, the fish guts thing, I didn't really, was that was a prank or was that something like he just had, he needed to put those fish guts somewhere? <laughs> like, I kind of, so, I, I almost <laughs> wish this was like not an escalation of a prank war, but it was more just like, like, you know, the way to settle roommate disputes, like not refilling yeah. the Brita. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leaving the, the kitchen Leaving the on, dirty dishes like in the sink. That makes me laugh a little bit more. Either way, yeah. not a good situation. I, I don't think these roommates were getting on very well. Yeah, um, yeah, but the fish guts thing, I have a I have a story about not even a prank, but just like a petty act involving fish guts. So I have a friend and she when she found out that her boyfriend 
had cheated on her, her boyfriend of several years who sh- whom she lived with, mm. had cheated on her, she went a little bit cuckoo bananas and she took all of his clothing and put them in suitcases with dead fish Ick. and put them in the backyard for days. Hey. Oh. Yeah. Shouldn't have fucked with her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, I will yep. say that's kind of in line with this because I think to qualify as a prank, there needs to be some kind of element of cleverness to it, like some kind of game. Just tossing mm-hmm. fish guts in someone's car seems pretty lazy. Well, he could have hidden them, yeah. like underneath the seat cushions or something. There could be some some strategy to Maybe. it. Maybe I said it was in the back of. Oh, I I was picturing like the back of like a pickup truck almost, mm. like which is like you yeah, take don't these fish know guts. It's like in the pantheon of pranks. It's not very. But if you hide it, yeah. if you hide it somewhere in the vehicle. Yeah, maybe. like up against some seat with yeah. like fabric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see what this roommate Absolutely. looks like. Because if he looks like this guy, maybe these, uh, it makes sense that we that's the don't... prank they came up with that was super <laughs> hilarious. We don't have the identity of the roommate, sadly. But again, you can just speculate wildly. That makes sense. Um, okay, so this was Hirschman stunning gentleman that he is, decided that the best payback for the fish guts incident would be to use a payphone to call in an anonymous tip that his roommate, who was bound for Seattle, was planning to hijack his plane. And although the details of this story might lead one to picture a drunken 20-something, as we now know from this photo, Hirschman was actually... Almost 60 years old. Wow. <laughs> you know, he doesn't look glow that bad for over 60. You know what, he though? There's something bad. like, the, yes, sure, there's juvenile pranks, but if you're the kind of person who is likely to call in a threat to the FBI solely as a way to get a, a dig in at your friend, sure. that probably stays with you for life. I think that's pretty hard-coded into who you are. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, probably not going to mature all that much as the years tick on. Especially when you look Mm -hmm. like an out-of-work Batman villain. Like, dude, (laughs) I can't get over this dude's face. I'm looking at it the entire time you're describing what he did. His eyes are haunting. Yeah. So haunting. I don't like how wide his t-shirt neck is. He does, yeah, he that's a no blast ne- well, has, neck. You, you got to be too neck. much and no neck. Like he is all girth and no length. Yeah. To He's the like the neck. juggernaut. This dude is huge. I encourage He's all listeners to look at this man. This is insane. Yeah. Come to our blog. It, it, the photo will be on the blog. If this dude walked into a 7-Eleven, I would drop my Slurpee immediately and run to my car. Mm-hmm. He's a scary man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd first toss him some sunscreen, but then I'd be out of there. <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out. Slurpee's on the floor. <laughs> right. Okay, so at his court date a year after the incident, so he'd turned 60 years old <laughs> by then. Happy birthday. <laughs> Hirschman blamed the hoax call on, quote, stupidity, anger, and alcoholism, and pleaded for mercy from the judge, saying, I screwed up really big time, your honor. I'm really sorry for this. Is that a quote? Hirsch, that is a quote. I screwed up really big time. Wow. (laughs) So he represented himself. Sick. Nope. He had had a public defender. His public defender was Alexander Silvert. Um, Silver also relied on, (laughs) well, they can't choose who they defend. Um, he also, uh, relied on the alcoholism and stupidity 
defenses for his client. Classic. The prosecution, however, focused on the very real consequences of Hirschman's hoax. They filed a motion to make him pay $72,000 in restitution for the cost of sending out the fighter jets to escort the plane. Like, basically, like, the cost of, like, the gas. Yeah. For the for the that's jets, expensive gas. I mean, jets are expensive. Yeah, how much is that's why we only not have four. Into the, you know, the seven six. Yeah, <laughs> going pulling in the shell, refueling with all the big rig mm-hmm. drivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, how much does it cost to uh, to send out one jet? I don't know. Who, well, who I think five were sent. Okay, so by so. So the seventy-two thousand also included the the jets and compensation for the agent's time in questioning the roommate. So two hours of time. How much an FBI interrogator makes per hour? If I were the roommate, probably not enough. I'm not a look. I'm not a person to go after anyone for petty reasons, but I'd sue the hell out of him. Oh, I'd be like, I'm so distressed. Yeah, someone (laughs) watched me while I slept. I and I think my neck hurts also for some reason. I'd for sure be wearing one of those foam neck braces. And then that guy would walk in, this crazy man would walk in the court and be like, I feel like he's trying to villainize me. And the judge would be like, look at you. Yeah. (laughs) You look like Nick Nolte and Gary Busey had a horrific (laughs) love child. I think you're on your own. (laughs) If if someone painted him green. Your spirit or your body. He needs right. to be painted <laughs> green, we honestly. We got the Bane in. I got the Bane quote in. He's a dead yep. ringer for the yep. Hulk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay, so the defend the public defender, Silvert, argued that for the military and the FBI, these were simply operational costs, costs to do in business, and that any government agency would incur, uh, that, that any government agency would incur in sending out law enforcement officers to deal with a bomb threat or a bank robbery or other criminal activity. Wow. And the judge cut him some slack and agreed and ruled that because Hirschman was living on Social Security benefits, he could not be expected to pay back the cost of responding to the hijacking tip. So basically, because he was broke, they were like, whatever, it's fine. You're just a fucking dumbass. <laughs> um, so Hirschman was sentenced to 18 months in prison for the crime of, quote, exerting control of an aircraft through the use of force, threats, or false information. So the hijackee became the hijacker. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, he had originally been facing up to five years in prison, so he actually got off relatively easy. And hopefully he learned that calling the FBI to falsely accuse someone of Terrorism is not a proportionate response to someone putting fish guts in your truck. Yeah. Whether hidden or not. Mm, the more you know. Yeah, I mean, mm. lesson to be learned there for all your listeners. Yeah. I would love to know what the, what the other pranks were leading up to this. If it started out very innocent. Yeah. yeah. You know, just someone yeah. like tying their shoelaces together. <laughs> Taking the batteries out of his <laughs> Roku remote every time he tries to use it. Screwing the top <laughs> off a salt shaker. That's good, too. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In in college, I for a semester I lived with the men's rugby team, which was um, it was so much fun. It was awesome, and they would always play pranks on each other. And one of them, one of the more tame ones, was anytime somebody had like an essay due or something, they would search for any word beginning with the letter P in the essay, and they would change that word to penis. There it is. Oh, Classic. amazing. <laughs> yep. I think the meanest yeah. prank I've ever seen pulled was my friend, wait, he waited for one night until his roommate would came home very, very drunk. 
and saw him stumble into bed. And then he, uh, <laughs> this friend who got drunk always was pretty prepared. So he would always, when he would go out drinking, he'd put a water bottle by his bed so that he could, you know, when you wake up when you're drunk in the middle yeah. of the night, you're like, wow, I'm very mm-hmm. thirsty. My mouth is a desert. I need water. Nice That's move. just me every night. So what night. he did yeah. was he refilled his water bottle with vodka. Ooh. Oh! And then oh. waited until this guy woke up eventually in the middle of the night. Did he just sit in his room and watch him? No. Oh, okay. But he knew that he would hear it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, of course, oh. the guy wakes up in the middle of the night, unscrews the cap very fast, puts it in his mouth, and then just vomits everywhere. Oh, that is so brutal. So mean. Oh my God. Also a perfect segue to my next story. Wow. Which is another tale of stupidity and drunkenness. Great. Mm. And also fighter jets. Wow. Wow. Fish guts, actually. Fish guts. And fish guts. They're everywhere. (laughs) Okay. Fish guts are more just implied, but you'll get it. Okay. So, um, Two Welsh tourists Classic. attended an Australian beach party in April of 2012. Rude. That sounds amazing. I want to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> and things quickly got out of hand. Mm. Reese Owen Jones, which is like the most Welsh name ever, yeah. was, 20, <laughs> was 21 at the time and a former member of the Royal Marines. And then his friend Carrie Mules was 20, and he worked as a bricklayer. The two men had decided to travel to Australia together and had obtained working holiday visas. At this fateful beach party on Queensland's Gold Coast, they met and befriended an 18-year-old Australian man. Okay. Cool. The (laughs) The three got wasted, or as they say in Australia, pickled. Pickled. Fuck eyed. LOL. Bat-faced. I thought you were going to say, as they say in Australia, hydrated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Normal. Tuesday. Casual Tuesday. And my personal favorite, munted. Ick. Ew. I hate that. I don't like that because it sounds like someone kind of grumbling mounted. Yeah, I don't like it. And mounted. I like munted. No, I got totally munted. I'm imagining Russell Crowe saying that to a, a kangaroo, I guess. That's the most no. stereotypical yeah. Australian And then pair. punching the kangaroo. And then Chris Hemsworth <laughs> comes in blasted. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, well, actually, Pickled. that part I would like. It reminds me too yeah. much of the word mounted and also cunt and also mutton, which is a terrible combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cunt, Three bad mutton. Things. Yeah. Cunt would be mutton. really bad. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cunt mutton. Okay. New merch. You guys just get ready. No. Go check out the online store for Cunt mutton merch. Okay. So this trio uh, later estimated that they had split one and a half liters of vodka between them. Gross. That is significant. That's a what? That's a little bit over a handle. <laughs> I guess. <gasps> Yeah. I can't. I can't well, even, like... Well, there's three of them, that's half a liter each, about. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's about... Yeah, that's about the size of, like, a, f- like a fifth of alcohol that you would go and get it. Like that's more vodka than I've had in my life. Right. <laughs> Cumulatively. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, so when the beach party began to break up, they decided that there was one thing that would make a perfect ending to the magical, munted evening. Some mutton. Cunt mutton evening. Swimming Ick. with dolphins. No. <laughs> wow. I hate this. 
<laughs> Amanda hates I dolphins. I fucking hate dolphins. Why? Because they're, they're creepy? They're creepy. They're rapists. They're yeah. slimy. They're, they're smart. They laugh maniacally. They're too smart. They have huge vaginas. Their vaginas are massive. It's I, just I not know that about those, those vaginas. But I do like that they use other creatures to do jobs for them, like putting a sponge creature on their, I guess, beak. What do you call it? Like their nose. Yeah, um, you know what? A lot of creatures coexist in ways like that. Cool sharks do that shit too. Fuck dolphins. Fuck them. <laughs> Don't actually we'll, fuck we'll them, get, but like, fuck off. You can't change her mind at this point. She has a Facebook group called Oh Yeah, Well I Hate Dolphins. Yeah, I started it years ago and then I haven't touched it and it's been like overrun by really fucked up shit. I haven't even looked at it in like years. <laughs> It, it's it's gonna, out it's of my hands It'll now. spawn a new movement like that lady who accidentally created the incels. Yeah, I don't <laughs> oh, like God. it. Oh, you mean I know, womankind? what have I done? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. We are um, responsible okay. for well, all I'll, of the I'll say this in of defense men. of dolphins. They have funny little smiles. No, they're yeah, horrific. they do have funny little <laughs> smiles. They look like they're up to something. Yeah. I thought you were going to say in defense of incels. <laughs> <laughs> now, this may be controversial, oh, but well, hear me out. Women are bitches. In defense of incels, they're not dolphins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so these guys did what any self-respecting Commonwealth bros would do. They decided to break into a nearby Sea World. Mm. Good lord! I like that. That's pretty. There funny. is also evidence that they spent some time near the shark enclosure. Mm. Okay, mm. I'm starting Fucking to see where this is going. Supremely <laughs> Australian thing to do. Yeah. An empty uh, fire extinguisher was found next to the shark area that appeared to have been emptied into the tank, but no sharks were harmed. So they were just blasting a fire extinguisher at some sharks? (laughs) Yep. Kind of funny. That's pretty good. Pretty funny. (laughs) I mean, I don't condone it, but it has already (laughs) happened, and it is funny. Save the sharks. So it's unclear whether they mistook the sharks for dolphins, which would have been an even better oh, story. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> um, but no, according to Jones and Mules and the 18-year-old, they managed to pull off their swim with the dolphins, and they left SeaWorld undetected. Mm. And so they almost got away with their wild night of trespassing and vandalism. But there was one problem. Jones and Mules woke up the next morning violently hungover to find an unexpected guest in their rental apartment. <gasps> a penguin? Dolphin. Is it a penguin? Please tell me it's a penguin. That would be great. A very small penguin. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, that's so good. Keep him. <laughs> that's so good. Cutie. <laughs> a seven-year-old fairy penguin, to be exact, named Dirk. Let me look up fairy penguins right now because I need to yeah. know exactly what we're dealing with there are, here. There are photos on the drive, but... Fairy <gasps> penguin. Yes, um, it's a wonderful so yeah. little penguin. They're He's so, so small cute. and handsome. They're so cute. Fairy penguins, also known as Eudiptula minor, are the smallest species of penguin, and they grow to an average of just 13 inches in height. Good. Oh, this is great. Fuck, this is like cute. a dark, gritty reboot of Mr. Popper's penguins. It starts <gasps> with three totally. drunk Australians instead. Yeah. That's amazing. How many more were in the ice right? box? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Dirk had a very worried mate named Peaches back at SeaWorld. Oh, oh Peaches. 
Dirk and Peaches had both been bred in captivity, so at least we know he was housebroken. Um, Apparently, on their way out of SeaWorld, one or both of the gents thought it would be a good idea to grab Dirk and bring him home with them. Neither remembers doing this. They tried to make the probably very traumatized and confused penguin comfortable by putting him in the shower and feeding him bread while they discussed what they should do. You know, this is kind of like surprisingly wholesome. Like, it's these three giant burly Australian drunk men, and their big plan is to like, oh, that penguin is so only, cute, we should only, give him a little home. Only one of them's Australian, right? The other two are Yeah, from... these are the two Welsh guys. I see. Even better. Yeah, I, I even mean, it's better. sort of wonderful to have, I have never, I'm trying to think of people I've met and also had adventures with in a, a single night. Yeah, and this is great. And usually mm-hmm. it's like, oh, those people went to that other bar with us. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but to, to, wow. meet, to meet someone, get along so well that you each drink a half a liter of vodka together and then go swimming with dolphins and blast some sharks with a fire extinguisher. And then decide, let's top off the night by bringing home a fuzzy little friend. Uh, I mean, at that point, you've, you've got a winning streak going. You're like, yeah, we didn't get eaten by sharks. You we did what? swim with the dolphins. Yes, of course we'll steal a penguin. We're on a heater yeah. here. Let's keep it going, boys. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're heating up. Yeah. Um, I also just like the the fact that they're like so hungover and then they're having to figure out what to do with this teensy tiny penguin. And yeah. so their solution is to just like treat him like they want to treat themselves, right. which is like take a shower and eat some bread. I think the penguin actually probably helped the hangover to be fair though. If I saw, if I was hungover, I normally just see my blinds shuttered in my room. My shoes are somewhere in the house. But if I found a penguin, I'd be like, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. The penguin yeah. delivers like a, like in a, ice water. A rehabilitation oh. penguin. Yeah. <laughs> he just hops on your bed this. in the morning. He just starts smacking me in, his fa- in the face with his little fins. That's great. I love it. This is my emotional support penguin, yeah. which is Advil. Frankly, if, oh, I need that I mean, penguin. It's entirely possible the penguin just, humped, just hopped into their back. <laughs> <laughs> it may have just wanted to escape SeaWorld. That's true. Because I'm pretty no, sure... Dirk would never leave Peaches like that. I love Peaches. I don't know. I don't know. SeaWorld. SeaWorld is probably not the place that a penguin wants to be. I'm pretty sure... I mean, yeah. I don't have anything to corroborate this, but I I feel like they probably keep all their animals sick like that mother in the <laughs> sixth sense. Oh yeah, I'm pretty God. sure. Yeah. I think the penguin yeah. saw these three guys and was like, I like my odds with these fellas. I'm going to hop Does in their Munch pickup truck. Does Munchausen by proxy <laughs> they feed me uh, Windex apply there. to animals? <laughs> to zookeepers? This is great. It doesn't <laughs> taste like poison. <laughs> you know what Dirk probably would have preferred? That's actually a really good point. What Dirk probably yeah. would have preferred over bread? Fish guts. Yeah, yeah. sardines. Fish guts. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Or like a quarter pounder with Dolphin cheese or something. Maybe they just gave Okay, so ultimately, these two Welsh guys, hungover Welsh guys, panic, and they decide that they just need to get rid of Dirk. Uh Uh-oh. They don't know he's named Dirk at this point, Mm. in fairness. I wonder what they named Um, him. He didn't have a name tag? Yeah. He did not have a name tag. They called him Dude because they didn't know his name was Dirk. (laughs) So, um, but not wanting to risk being caught by returning to the scene of the crime, they simply abandoned poor Dirk under a nearby pier. No! Oh, well, you know what? I, I was going to say awful, but again, 
probably Maybe better. best for Sea World. But he probably I know he's right. away from are, I mean, actually, penguins, I think, are monogamous. Don't they, like, mate for life? I don't know if that's they all do. species. Yeah, they do. I think some, of, I think some breeds they of do. penguin do. That's why yeah. there was that violent fight between those that penguin that had, like, the affair. Oh, yeah. Oh, <gasps> I forgot about that. And they just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> It was a bloody video. It was a bloody video. What? I actually okay. lost sleep over that video. It's I don't, I don't uh, want to see that. Penguin affair. No. Definitely oh adding that God. to my queue. Yeah, it's okay. just two penguins fighting, and it's it's not pretty. It's gross, yeah. Love it. Okay. So, uh, fortunately for Dirk, this did not end like that. He was discovered later that day, I think by a good Samaritan, and was returned to SeaWorld to be reunited with his love, Peaches. He's probably like, God damn it. <laughs> Why did you bring me Mean- back to the, to the clink? <laughs> back to this hellscape. <laughs> well, without Dirk, Peaches was like spiraling out of control and going into a deep depression. And a, oh, what? Oh. Depression? <laughs> depression? No. You wish. Peaches? Well, it can't be Peaches. Control? Is it speculating wildly? No. I didn't say that. Did you say that? No, but I meant like the concept of oh. it because we were speculating about peaches. No, we've done that plenty so far. Okay, mm. I I don't know. I'm moving on. Okay. <laughs> so meanwhile, the cr- the crime scene was easily traced back to Jones and Mules because like their fingerprints were fucking everywhere. Uh, They had also apparently filmed the entire evening of escapades on their phones (laughs) and classic posted everything to Facebook. I I love love it. I I love criminals. Wait, so does this video exist on the internet somewhere? I have not found it, but it should. I I, I want to see the video so bad. I know. Especially the like fire extinguisher into the shark tank for some reason. Yeah, that's Um, the worst. (laughs) So both men were arrested and pled guilty to trespassing and stealing and keeping a protected animal. The 18-year-old Australian was only charged with trespassing because there wasn't evidence of him with the penguin. (laughs) With Dirk, excuse me. He has a name. (laughs) So uh, their defense lawyer argued that their actions that evening had been immature and stupid, but had involved no malice or intent to steal an animal. He explained, I'm not sure if a little bird popped into their heads, but they thought a swim with the dolphins might be nice. Good Lord. (laughs) This this all seems pretty innocuous. Mm -hmm. Let the boys go. Yeah, It's a victimless crime. If all they hurt was a dolphin, (laughs) who gives a shit? (laughs) <laughs> but did they hurt a dolphin? Just they, kidding. They, they didn't really hurt a dolphin. No. I don't they want anyone to hurt dolphins. I just really wouldn't care even about the ecosystem of the world if they were extinct. What are you watching? Wait, guys, there is a, <laughs> there is a video. On you did you find it? Well, here, I can play audio from it. Well, just look it up. It's called Drunk Tourists Steal Penguin <gasps> from Australia SeaWorld. <gasps> Send that to oh, us. Yeah, Drunk and if, tourists. there's so there's like a little footage of them swimming with the dolphin, but then there's also a video of them 
coming to terms with the fact that they've stolen a penguin. And it's oh just an Australian man. We going, have to link to this on the blog. He's Absolutely. just going, we stole a Absolutely. penguin. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Adorable. I'm so upset that I didn't find this. That's this okay. Is amazing. We'll add it to the blog okay. post. It'll be amazing. Did Dirk get back? What happened to Dirk? Reunited yeah, Dirk, with Peaches. Dirk, oh, okay. He was reunited with Peaches, and the duo got off extremely easy. They wrote letters of apology Ooh. to both SeaWorld and <laughs> the Australian public. Just in general? Is, uh, uh, just <laughs> the public, which is my favorite part. This is amazing. And they were each ordered to pay a fine of approximately $1,000. The magistrate who oversaw the case scolded them about their actions, saying, you could have found yourselves in a morgue if you'd gone into the wrong enclosure. You could have had a bad bird, little penguin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fairy penguin. You know what? That seems like a good haul, though, for that little of a punishment, to be yeah. honest. I know, worth yeah. it. Absolutely worth it. Worth I would it. pay $1,000. That's cheaper than bottle service. Yeah, it is. It's It'd a, have a much a better night. That's a remember forever. Bottle and nose you know what? service. I bet, I bet people have paid... <laughs> okay. I hate you so much. I bet people have paid about that much for, like, a guided close encounter with these kinds of animals. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, essentially, they ended up having to pay like the ticket price of getting <laughs> one of these one-on-ones with a baby sweet fairy penguin. One-on-one. Yes. <laughs> um, the magistrate also said, perhaps next time you're at a party, you will consider drinking a little less vodka. Oh. Uh-huh. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, we good. Nah. <laughs> The judge accepted an appeal from their lawyer not to record the convictions against them as it might, quote, ruin their dreams of moving to Australia permanently. <laughs> that is my case. My this judge was down. He knew, like, he's had some wild days in his past. Yeah, he was like, he mm-hmm. probably respected them. He was probably he was like, like, game recognized game. They're yeah, really game. nice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, slap on the wrist, but don't steal any more penguins. He said all this stuff, and right. then he told the stenographer to, like, stop typing, and he was like, off the record, though, good night. Badass. Boys. Good yeah. job. Props. <laughs> Nicely yeah. done. Great. Good work, Kenyon. No, no harm. Thank you. No harm, no foul. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we so, check in with so our sponsors tough. before we get to my case? Sure. Yeah. Dolphins. Ever buy something online and then find out you could have gotten it for less? Mm-hmm. And you pound your fist against the table and the rage. Desk. And cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that is like the worst feeling. And not to mention, once that happens, you feel like you could be overpaying every time you shop. Like you can't get rid of that feeling in your mind. We want to ease that pain for you. And luckily, we have Honey, the free browser extension that saves you time and money when shopping online. Honey is amazing. It scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts. Then, like magic, it automatically applies the one with the biggest savings to your cart at checkout. Mm-hmm. It it literally knows about every coupon code, sale, or discount at over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Macy's, J.Crew, Domino's Pizza, <laughs> Hi, Sephora, Target, and so many more. You just shop like normal online and Honey finds you savings. And believe me, it feels amazing. Mm-hmm. I have used yeah. Honey. I used Honey before they became a sponsor of the show and I was so amped mm-hmm. when they became a sponsor because 
I love to evangelize about honey. Um, and yeah. I have saved money at literally every single one of those sites that you mentioned and more. But mm-hmm. definitely Amazon is one of my favorites. I just put stuff in my cart that I was going to buy anyway. And all of a sudden the like little honey thing like pops up and it's like, oh, it's so cute. You can save this much. And it's it reminds me of Clippy from Microsoft Word, but like better because it saves you money. Yeah. And you're not writing a resume. It's fabulous. I mean, I have ordered (laughs) rain boots and saved like five dollars. I have ordered books. I have ordered, oh, one of those like... Makeup. Ma- oh, a ton of makeup from Sephora. One of those like massager yeah. gun things and I saved like mm. 15 bucks on that. I love it. It was amazing. I love honey so much. It's it's a mm. no-brainer. It's easy to use. I am like tech challenged and it is very, very easy to install and use. It's perfect. And honey has found its 10 million users over a billion dollars in savings. Oh, what? Yeah. Billion. You're just leaving money on the table if you're not using Honey. For real. So listen, there's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and installs on your computer in just two clicks. Even Kenyon can do it. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash gals. Again, that's joinhoney.com slash gals. Treat your wallet. Treat it. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of people who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape. Thank God in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Mm-hmm. And you know that we love a good quiz and yeah. uh, Third Love's Fit Finder quiz is actually like really fun and like aesthetically pleasing. Um, I learned so much I, about my boobies. I know, I like learned about my body. Um, yeah. I was like, oh yes, my boobs do go east to west. Yeah. Same. Mine are fleeing each other <laughs> constantly. <laughs> uh, so with their Fit Finder quiz, you answer a few simple questions uh, to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 14 million people have taken the quiz to date and it's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. And uh, yeah, breast shape matters a lot when it comes to uh, finding a good fitting bra. Who would have thought? Not everyone has the same shaped boobies. Um, Weird. And Third Love also helps you identify your breast size and shape, and then it finds styles that fit your body, so then they recommend which bras they think would be good for you. And I was a little Mm -hmm. bit skeptical. I am not a fan of bras. If I can get away without wearing a bra, I will. But I love my Third Love bras so much that I wear them around the house. What? You y'all don't understand how shocking that is. Kenyon hates wearing bras. I really bras. hate wearing bras, but I love my third love bras and I have I've gone back and bought mm, three or four. I replaced all my bras. I got all third love bras. Mm-hmm. I just I love them so yeah. much. And they are hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. The straps don't mm-hmm. slip and they're tagless labels. So no itching. I love that. Um, And they're also like lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that like mold to your shape. So you're not walking around like 1950s housewife, Madonna pointy craziness. (laughs) Unless that's what you want, you know? But it's not. It's not what you want. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash gals now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash gals for 15% off today. Treat yo boobs. Treat them. 
While the majority of the population knows that even just a few minutes of you time, ugh, hashtag self-care, can make a world of difference, almost half of people feel they rarely have time for themselves each day, which makes me Tragic. really sad. And also, I super relate to that. Yep. I think we all do. Mm -hmm. But every month you get your birch box, it's a little reminder that you deserve time and should take a moment to care for you. And not just that, but to experience joy in that care. It's about making whatever time you have for your beauty and grooming routine glorious. And you can consider Birchbox your monthly box of you time. And I truly do. It's amazing. So exciting Birch to get one. It's so exciting. It is Christmas morning every month when my Birchbox arrives. Their revolutionary subscription box and eShop model makes it easy to discover products that you might never have tried. Truly, so many things that I hadn't discovered that are now really fun staples of my skincare routine. There's a monthly subscription of personalized samples and an online shop where you can buy full-size versions of the samples you love. So I have one of the things that I had to get the full-size version of. Well, two of them. Um, one is the No Problem Priming Water. Nice. I, I, have, I have like acne pretty consistently and so I do a lot of work on like reducing cleaning and minimizing my pores and this priming water has been an awesome addition that's really easy to my makeup routine I just after I clean my face I use this priming water before I put on my makeup and it minimizes the size of my pores and that also helps keep like makeup from getting clogged in there which is really nice um, and then in the evening, I am dousing my beautiful face with the Murad Retinol Youth Renewal Serum yes. because get ahead of it, people. Retinol, people. Yeah. Aren't you so proud of I me? Am. I feel like Kenyan. I'm like tearing up. I know. You're so proud. But Birchbox makes it super easy. Each month, you've, you're given the opportunity to customize some of the samples that you receive, or you can opt to be surprised, which I love because I'm not I'm not that well-versed in a lot of these products. So by being surprised, I'm learning about really cool new things that I can use. And the products are still always personalized according to your beauty and grooming profile, which you build on the site before you even get your first box. It's amazing. And Birchbox is an accessible and convenient way to discover new products. Like I said, the samples come to you. They are personalized to fit your needs and they're paired with helpful information about each product so that you know how to use it. So you're learning all this cool new stuff that you can integrate into your existing beauty routine or you can totally change it up if you feel so inclined. Mm -hmm. And uh, filling out your beauty and grooming profile is really quick and easy. You know we love a good quiz. Mm -hmm. um, you'll answer questions about your skin and hair type, your preferences and your lifestyle. And then Birchbox will take your profile into account when curating your box every month. So you know that the products are especially chosen for you. You're not going to get samples mm -hmm. of stuff that you're like, well, great, but this is three shades darker than my yeah. skin tone. So never mind. Um, right. Or vice versa. The Birchbox online shop also features products from more than 500 prestige brands. And here are some examples, yeah. which literally sounds like my Sephora cart back in the day. Like it's, it's every, <laughs> it's everything I love. Mac. Yeah. Benefit Cosmetics. Tarte. Wander Beauty. Kiehl's. Sunday Riley. Mm. Living Proof. Uh, Ursa Major. Harry's. I oh, mean, I love Ursa Major yeah. so much. It's amazing. 
So go to birchbox.com slash gals, G-A-L-S, and use promo code gals to get $5 off your first Birchbox. Again, go to Mm. birchbox.com forward slash gals and use promo code gals to get $5 off your first Birchbox. Treat your self-care routine. Treat it for real. Here we go. Are you ready for my case? Yes. Uh, speaking of fucking spiraling out of control, this is really <laughs> intense. Oh, what? Spiraling. Uh, oh! spiral. No, spiral. Oh, spiral. That Dang was the specific it. word. Kinds of staircases. Mm. No, we just got <laughs> the staircase. <laughs> Owl theory. Okay. That's that's a wild theory. Speaking of Pandora's pasta box. shapes. I okay. Wish. So to ke- just to just to keep up, we've gotten the word spiral. We guessed yep. that. We got the names of cities on the West Coast. So we got yep. one more, which oh, is God. an occasion that happens in this conversation. An occasion that happens hmm. in this conversation. Drinking? No. No. Well, drink whatever we drink. Drink whatever we drink. Ooh. Sorry, my phone started playing the podcast for no reason. Uh, about oh. penguins? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking about Losing Streak Lois. Oh. And oh. this is a name that could only have been gained by someone who had life dump a particularly wet bucket of shit all over her head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. <laughs> fish but, guts. A bucket of fish guts. Yeah. But before your collateral sympathy kicks in for a woman who is a grandmother, a gambling addict, and undeniably kind of adorable, there will be photos of her on the blog, remember that Pandora's box was shut when Pandora found it. Pandora could have left the box the fuck alone. And even after you open the proverbial can of worms, there are certain lines that you should never cross. Ugh, women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, am I right? (laughs) We just can't help ourselves. Eve... Pandora. Ugh, here we go. And remember that I mentioned worms because they do play a small role in this case, mainly that they're just there. Maybe potential What a gross worms, episode we're doing. I, like, I do I know, like worm so content. I think worms are very funny. Right? Yeah. Who's yeah. your worm, worm guy? I'm a big worm Hashtag guy. Hashtag yeah. worm content. <laughs> God, no. I hate that. I don't want that to trend. Uh, definitely. No. Definitely part of this episode now. Hashtag worm content. I'm just here for the worms. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so Lois Reese is a Minnesota native of Bloomington Prairie, specifically. And Bloomington Prairie is a tiny little town in southern Minnesota with a population of about 1,981 people and counting. She was the kind of soft, smiling woman of gentle demeanor that are abundant in the land of lakes. (laughs) Lois is a woman who inspired people to trust her, as we will see pretty clearly. For example, Lois was a daycare provider and dozens of parents blissfully left their children with her every week for years. She had a thing Mm. for sun hats, which hard same, spending (laughs) time with her seven grandkids and for gambling at some of Minnesota's many casinos. Mystic Lake. Yeah. But mainly Mm -hmm. she liked gambling. She really liked gambling. (laughs) (laughs) 
So deficiencies in serotonin and norepinephrine are the main suspected culprits for what leads to behavioral addictions with addictions hunting with like these addicts hunting thrills that their normal lives can't provide due to chemical imbalances, which they subsequently become hooked on just like any other substance. Like me with Mahjong. Yes. I just described your addiction to Mahjong. It's giving your brain something. I can't. (laughs) Although it's my same addiction to best fiends. So I really have nowhere to talk. (laughs) So Lois's Lois and her husband, David uh, had three kids, Bill, Braden and Bria. Thanks. I hate it. Uh, Braden, (laughs) Bill, Braden and Bria. Please don't name all of your kids with names starting with the same letter. It's weird. Yeah, that's no good. good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Creepy. The killer, killer bees. bees. The killer bees. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's good. If they had a family softball the children team, they would be do the killer anything, bees. But I still, I love the killer bees. It's done. It's good. <laughs> Another nickname for Basement Boy. The killer um, bees. So the family shared their town with a Dairy Queen. A big sign that read "Blooming Prairie," a great place to spend the next hundred years. Oh my what? god! <laughs> oh my yeah, god! That's like the town's catchphrase. It's so <laughs> macabre. But you can't yeah, really. never yeah. leave. Really, you might ominous. as well say you will die here. It's foreboding yeah. for sure. <laughs> great place to die and rot in the ground for a hundred years before you're disinterred and moved to another town. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Lois's gambling addiction. Through the 80s up until March of 2010. Lois's serious gambling problem, as almost all gambling problems do, left her constantly hungry for cash while she started stealing from wherever she could get it. So she was just stealing left and right. The nickname Losing Streak Lois was coined by her local police department who had a myriad of (gasps) run-ins with her. She would turn to theft on several occasions and the police would essentially... Say, Lois is in trouble again, must be on another losing streak. <laughs> Most egregious was when she named care when she was named caretaker for her mentally disabled older sister, who is 61 at the time, but had her guardianship stripped when it was discovered that she had stolen tens of thousands of dollars from her sister's account. Yowza. So at the time of discovery, they were like, oh, she's taken this much money, but eventually it was calculated that the figure was over $100,000 that was stolen. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Lois, the losing no. Yeah. yeah it's and rude, all sure. of it was gambled away. So it was quite possibly her first major criminal act in the proverbial opening of this Pandora's box because she got caught. She had this like line of funds mm. and then got caught, mm-hmm. so she can't keep dipping into that anymore. But Mm -hmm. soon after, because of a death of the family, Reese inherited half a million dollars. What? Well, this lady's family is loaded. I know. I want a death of the family. Mom, are you listening? Just kidding. (laughs) No one in my family (laughs) would ever. fucking due. She's 600 years old. I'm going to have to pay (laughs) in half a million dollars by the time my grandma dies. (laughs) Yeah. I remember like 10 years ago, you were like, well, if my grandma dies, I might... I might inherit a little bit of money, a tiny yeah, bit of money. Time, and it now it's like $5,000. <laughs> now she's I'm 102. She's 102. <laughs> and like thriving. That's too, that's too old. It's way too fucking old. She'll, she's the first one to say it. If you all are all like offended by what I'm saying right now, she is the first one to say she's annoyed every time she wakes up. Yeah, so once you I'm hit just, like 80, 85, you're over I know it. a lot of people that old who are like, yeah. Race to the grave. Any day now, it would be great. 
Yeah, yep. Yeah, my it's, grandpa, he, he turned 90 in June. He is yeah. over it. Done. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. I don't blame him. Imagine yeah. just everything hurting, no matter what. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you've lived a yeah. great life, you've done everything you mostly wanted to do, at that sure. point, your body's Stolen just sort Stolen of... all the penguins. Yeah, yeah, let's go. We're done. Yeah, death mm-hmm. with dignity, Dirk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so this money could have turned her life around. She could have paid back her sister. She could have gotten herself some, like, treatment for her gambling addiction. But, of course, we would not be talking about her in this episode if she did that, would we? Mm-mm. So she blew the half a million on gambling. Jesus. Yeah. David Reese, her husband, was a big man, like large, and an avid outdoorsman, taking up all of the stereotypical Minnesota pastimes, fishing, <laughs> hunting, swimming, boating. Ice fishing, <laughs> snowmobiling. Ice fishing. Fishing of all times. Beeling. Ice hunting, ice oh. swimming, and ice boating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Making bars, drinking real. coffee. <laughs> anyway, he loved this sort of thing so much that he eventually started his own small business in the form of a bait shop. Cue the worms. Mm. Fish guts. Oh, my God. This whole episode is about fish guts. It really is. It all circles back. Um, the business went well. And in 2010, David bought a farmhouse and started growing his very own bait when he opened Prairie Wax Worm Farm. Yes, actual worms, not weed. Total Wax bummer. worms. Wax worms. <laughs> yeah. Um, David and his wife lived on the worm farm that they owned and operated in a nice white farmhouse. It was all picturesque and David seemed to enjoy his business and had a, had deep family roots in town. So it was a bit of a surprise when he didn't show up for work one day in March. <gasps> no. March Did 21st. David have a life insurance policy? Well, in his own business. He got mm. in a hunting accident yeah. right between mm. the eyes. Oh, you don't <laughs> see that too often. Um... <laughs> So he didn't show up for work on March 21st, and then again on March 22nd, still no no sign of him. So the Dodge County Sheriff's Office officially grew concerned enough on March 23rd to go out to the worm farm. Did they question the worms? No, I wish. (laughs) I didn't know what a worm farm looked like exactly, but it was fun to Uh picture. But what it actually was is not what I pictured at all. Um, Is it not just a field of dirt? It's not just a field of dirt. Wooden trays? Yeah, there's a a worm farm in Blade Runner 2049. Oh, there is, yeah. Yeah, Dave Bautista. I don't know about the wooden trays, but like at a glance, the, the worms are kept above ground in like big metal boxes that are full of dirt, and then maybe the wooden trays are... in there Uh, otherwise they'd crawl away but it's called vermiculture and it's super gross and there's a picture on the block i'm into it of the metal box and a pink one anyway so (laughs) the deputies passed the massive bins full of worms and entered the reese home inside they found a bathroom door closed with towels stuffed around the base and edges the towels were to seal in the smell no. Yeah. David Reese had been killed by gunshot and placed under a blanket on the floor of the bathroom. Lois was nowhere to be found, and neither was the family's 2005 Cadillac Escalade. So, yeah, clearly they were making good money. Yeah. Um, the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension quickly announced that Lois was wanted as a person of interest in her husband's death, and the town was plunged into shock. The family devastated by the loss of their father and the apparent implication of their mother, and the town was rattled to its bones. It's very rattled bones. to its goat bones. To its goat <gasps> bones. Rattled its bones. Do it. <laughs> oh, oh, rattled. Oh. Well, I think she was just doing it. 
Were you just yeah. doing it or is this yeah, real? Yeah, I was just doing okay. it. <laughs> oh, well, I drank Still anyway. Um, I just am so disappointed in Lois with the fact that, like, she literally had a worm farm to yeah. work with to dispose of a body and she didn't partake. Yeah. But she is a grandma, so it's hard to lift her big, strong Hulk and hubby into a giant metal cut up. worm yeah, canister. Yeah, not one limb at a time. She's also cut, just yeah, exactly. cut it up. It seems like, Jesus so she's maybe Christ. not thinking the clearest. I don't think she mm-hmm. is. I think that this is, for lack of a word that we can't drink to, spiraling out of control, her addiction, and then she's just desperate for funds. I think she shouldn't have killed her husband. I agree. Because <laughs> I think doesn't she should that kind of stop the gravy train? Have a, li- have a little space in his, his, his worm farm. Yeah. Probably a booming business in Minnesota. I guess oh, you yeah. could yeah. the oh, yeah. farm as a gamble in itself. Yeah. yeah. Feed her addiction. What if you tell her that? Like, this is right. pretty risky, baby. Yeah. That's what I would be doing if I was him. I'd be like, wow, this business, it's it's pretty volatile. It's a big gamble. Yeah. The worm game is a real gamble. <laughs> but the pay, I mean, be huge. No if only Losing Streak Lois had you two to guide her, but... Mm-hmm. She was too busy 40 miles south using the money that she had stolen from her husband's business to gamble it up at Lucy, the Diamond Joe Casino <gasps> in Northwood, <laughs> Iowa, which oh, I regularly pass it. on my way to visit Lucy in Des Moines. Uh, so she was caught there on surveillance footage and she is fucking smiling and fucking laughing it up. There's a picture of the surveillance photo if you want to take a peek at it. Oh, um, she is. She is she's looking thrilled. great. She's having a great time. Lois continued to flee south, funding her gambling binge on checks stolen from her husband's bank account and started forging more when those ran out. Lois bounced from casino to casino, only stopping to ask for directions and living out of her car. Hand-drawn maps of her route were later found detailing the whole trip. So she was like scrapbooking, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which is entirely (laughs) too Minnesotan. Um, and there is evidence that she may have been scrapbooking that we'll get back to later in this case. I can't wait. Uh, so detailing the trip all the way down to Fort Myers Beach, Florida, because even if you are a bonkers lady from Minnesota, you're likely to wind up as a bonkers lady in, in, lady in Florida. Absolutely. <laughs> Florida Straight has high. its own gravitational pull. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So we need to cut for a moment to the home of Teresa and Rod Coster, which I first read as Red Lobster, and now I can't unsee that. Rod (laughs) Coster, Red Lobster. That's Uh, what it is now. That's his name. (laughs) Fish Guts. Exactly. Fish Guts, Red Lobster, it all circles back. (laughs) So these are two snowbirds who knew Lois and David from back in Bloomington Prairie. And one evening, the phone rang. When Teresa picked it up, she was greeted by a woman who identified herself as, quote, Stormy Liberty. Uh, hell of a name. <laughs> that's what, that's, yeah, that's what Trump made Stormy, Stormy Daniels call herself. Yeah, Stormy Liberty. And Stormy, over the course of the call, asked the woman for her home address, which Teresa, being an elderly woman from Minnesota, quickly gave her because clearly Stormy Liberty was like a Nigerian prince. And if she just got her home address, she'd send her riches beyond her wildest dreams. She could wire her the thousands of dollars. Yeah, trust Mm -hmm, no one. mm -hmm. So on April 2nd, Teresa Coster left her home and found a heavyset woman peering into the interior of her car parked in the driveway. Their eyes met and a very awkward moment passed before the woman in her driveway muttered something about being at the wrong house and walked off. 
The fact that Teresa Coster recognized her as Lois Reese from Bloomington Prairie was a definite shock. Teresa and her husband had invited Lois and David to visit their Florida home and get out of the cold years earlier. And now Teresa suddenly found herself thinking of the phone call from Stormy Liberty and is putting two and two together. They hadn't seen them in a long time. That is so weird. And now all of a sudden this woman is like lurking in her driveway. She hasn't seen her in years. And she immediately she's like, oh, shit, I think that's Lois. And then the wheels are turning and she's like, ah, Stormy Liberty. Uh Uh-oh. Stormy Liberty. Liberty. I know. I don't want to think that she voted for Trump, but like it kind of sounds like she did. (laughs) Absolutely she did. You don't come up with a pseudonym like Stormy Liberty if you're not voting red. (laughs) Um, so authorities would later find that Lois had attempted to open a cell phone account under the name Stormy Liberty, which like, also, <laughs> can you blame her? I'd rather be Stormy Liberty than losing streak Lois. That is true. And Verizon, Verizon was just like, can you just go to Sprint across the street? Like, yeah, we're just, we you're not the caliber client that we are looking no. for. But I use Sprint <laughs> under the pseudonym Stormy Liberty, though. Oh. Boost Mobile. Anyway. <laughs> So Teresa believes that Lois may have intended to kill her and her husband in order to switch cars and further avoid detection. And I don't think that's a, a out of this world no, speculation. That doesn't seem too far off. No. No. Um, on April fourth, Lois is seen on surveillance footage with a woman named Pamela Hutchinson. Pamela was a former car salesman who was not from the area. She's not from around here. She had traveled two hours to spread her recently deceased husband's ashes and had a chance encounter with Lois. Again, they're still in Florida, so this isn't isn't like that weird. It's like, go spread them in the ocean. (laughs) Um, Who just at at a glance really doesn't seem all that threatening. So the two were seen chatting happily at the Smoking Oyster Brewery. The two were again seen laughing and conversing in a friendly manner, caught on CCTV entering Pamela Hutchinson's home on April 5th. Pamela, no! I know. Well, 45 minutes later, Lois left the house distraught, and it looked like she was crying. Then she goes back into the home with a bag. A bag? A bag. A bag, for those who don't know what a bag bag? is. A big bag, because (laughs) she left the next morning with a garbage bag full of Pamela's belongings and drove off in Pamela Hutchinson's car. Oh, no. It's escalating. I actually, this is all sounding familiar to me now, and now I vaguely remember seeing things on the news about a... Oh, yeah, because this just broke. Like, yeah. this has been ongoing for a long time, but they it it's just hitting, like, the press now because she's since been, I believe, appre- yeah, she's been apprehended. Yeah, but I we'll wasn't, get to it, I wasn't tracking it when, it, when no, no, it was no. unfolding, but I do remember just seeing the headlines here and there, like, yeah. there's a grandmother and it's on pretty, the loose, and boy, yeah, is she dangerous. Yeah, the killer grandma. It's yeah. pretty famous yes. in Minnesota because she's from here, so I was really excited. Is Pamela no. dead? No. Oh, oh, Pamela? Oh, yeah, she's definitely dead. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I was hoping that maybe oh, she yeah. just, like, yeah, yeah. She's dead. like so, chloroformed her or something <laughs> and just, like, put her to sleep. No, no. She's Pamela food at this point. Yeah, poor Pamela. (laughs) Pamela Hutchinson was found in a bathroom sealed shut with towels under a blanket on April 9th. Yep, she's got an MO in a scene disturbingly similar to Race's husband, David. Pamela had been shot once in the side and again in the heart. The murder weapon was a. Yeah, well, the double tap. If we learned anything from Zombieland. That is true. The what murder is her weapon end was a small. Here? Like she's, I guess she's not thinking clearly, but like you know. Oh, it... we'll get to it. <laughs> we will get to why she went after Pamela, and it's creepy. 
Oh. She used the same murder weapon, a small caliber pistol that matched David's wounds. And then I'm assuming there was some ballistics testing. It was probably the same exact gun. So authorities found that someone had been using Pamela's identification and had taken mm-hmm. $5,000 out of her bank account. Mm-hmm. Teresa Coster identified Lois from CCTV at the bank in question because now, like, she's cooperating with the police. The husband's dead. So Teresa is like, yeah, I saw this woman in my yard, and this is the same woman that now went into this bank. Mm-hmm. Lois and Pamela looked just enough alike that Lois could get away with using her ID to withdraw money, and this is the only motive to her murder. I mean, a you, woman of of her age, like, no one is going to look really closely at the ID. No, like, she could that's have, true. You know, and like, also, like, it's disturbing how similar they look. So on the drive slash blog, there's a photo of a woman with kind of shorter blonde hair with, like, cute PC bangs. She's smiling. She's got a nice arch to her brows. Yeah, yeah, she's cute. Yeah. Yep, and then if you look, like, Two below, that's Lois with her hair pulled back, also smiling. They look really similar. They have a very similar facial structure. The shape of their noses are similar. Yeah, their noses, their Their mouths. Yep. If you could easily just be like, oh, she's letting her hair go grayer or her hair's gotten longer since her ID photo. Like, I probably as a bartender wouldn't have questioned that. I wouldn't have pushed it. Also, she's... Definitely of age. So maybe the well, bartender right. thing wasn't. But this yeah, I wouldn't have like pushed it. I wouldn't have wanted the let me talk to your manager speech. No. no not I even wouldn't a have bit. got I wouldn't have glanced at the photo. It's weird mm-hmm. too, because Lois see like on site, she just looks like a sweet lady. Mm-hmm. That's what the mm-hmm. creepiest thing about mm-hmm. it is. I can't get over this image of her like smiling while shooting these people. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's very, very disturbing. Creepy. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Lois fled with her assumed identity and evaded police capture. The media went crazy over the next weeks with the, quote, killer grandma story. Mm -hmm. Reese was tracked across four states from activity on Pamela's credit card. And on April 19th, she ordered a cocktail at a Corpus Christi, Texas bar (laughs) where she was identified as the killer grandma on the lam by a bar employee who called the police. So this is what I'm saying about Endgame. It seems like she's very much approaching everything she's doing with reckless abandon. Like she's not Mm -hmm. trying to cover her tracks. She's using the same gun. She's going to get a victory cocktail. It just seems like... Mm-hmm. I don't. Does she? Does she know that people are? She, this is going to come to an abrupt well, end. She must know soon? because she's assuming somebody else's identity. Like she must. But she's know. also hiding in plain sight. I yeah. could. I think it's a luck of the draw that someone recognized her. Right in yeah. Corpus Christi. Like I just saw the news about this case in the last month. I would have been and like, was, "Here you go, ma'am. Would you like some more gator bites?" Yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't even. <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. yes. I would. Yeah, gator bites. Are gator well, bites are really good. Oh, good. they're so good. good. I had a gator bite so the other day. Fortunately, Actually, I'm almost done, so we can at the fair get gator bites. Like, Maybe. Really oh yeah, it was at the fair. Oh, it was good. Ugh, we lucky. had gator bites at our state fair too. Oh, I'm sure you I ate Andy Dick's gator bites when well, he crashed our show in New Orleans. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's a choice. That's yeah. speaking, of, speaking of a <laughs> That's a choice you made. Yeah, that's a gamble right there. Too. We've speaking all been of cursed. taking your life in your own hands. By Dick's uh-huh. gator bites. So, Lois was arrested before she could finish her cocktail. 
She was extradited to Florida, which is not good. No one wants nah. to be extradited to Florida. And charged with first-degree murder with a firearm, grand theft auto of a motor vehicle, grand theft and criminal use of, of person identification, and the state's attorney general insisted they would seek the death penalty. Ooh. The death penalty? Oh, she the did kill people. Death Never penalty. mind. Yeah. yeah. I kind she of did forgot about people. the killing people. Because, yeah, you forget. You look at her and you forget. Like, it's, it's cuckoo bananas. Yeah. Oh, I didn't forget. Um, There's something about that image that's just scary to me. Yeah, it's real scary. Mm, so the, the state's worms. attorney general wrote, Hutchinson's killing was committed in a cold, calculated, and premeditated manner without any pretense of moral or legal justification. Lois's son, Brandon, one of the killer bees, was interviewed on Inside Edition saying his mom was a good lady who had just snapped. And when it came to gambling, quote, just a mental breakdown, he said, she had her own demons, you know, lately. <laughs> Yeah, which is like the most Minnesota. I know this body trail looks really bad, but she's a good lady. Yeah, she's a good lady. She's a good heart. Very I mean, it's clearly no like spades. it started she's, she's with the gambling. She's had a rough patch. Yeah, she's going through some tough times. <laughs> but to think this started with like casual gambling to okay, now I got to steal some money because I'm losing a bunch of money. To oh, now I'm stealing a hundred thousand dollars. To oh, now I'm killing my husband and stealing from his business. To oh, now I'm fleeing. I'm killing somebody else and assuming her identity and withdrawing everything I can from her bank account. To extradited yeah. to Florida to death One penalty. One might say that she spiraled out of out control. Out of control. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Look, so this is why after, I leave blackjack tables when I'm like fifty dollars up. Otherwise, there'll real. be a body count. I, otherwise, yeah. I might start murdering people in Morongo. <laughs> I wonder if she I just like had this, this sweet grandmotherly dis- disposition throughout this whole affair. That's like, what I'm thinking. Dude, after she scary. murdered the second person, was like, yeah. "Oh, Lois, oh. now you've really done it. <laughs> Have you done it oh again?" Oh my God! Speaking you of, you better Kathy send Bates. the family caffeine and bars. Yeah. This is for your own good. I wonder mm-hmm. if she treated oh. herself to a new sun hat. Oh my gosh, I'm probably. Sure she She's did. living in, she was making her way to Texas. It's hot in Texas too. I wonder if she still sent her grandkids birthday cards while on the Twi- lamb. They only get Absolutely. $20 She's while she. She's not a monster. She's not a monster. She's a good lady. with blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Someone else's check inside. Looks like grandma spilled some <laughs> jelly. Who's Teresa? No. <laughs> grandma spilled her check. Je- it's soup. So after her apprehension, a myriad of disturbing objects were found in Lois's car, back to the scrapbooking and hotel room, several knives, four credit cards, rubber gloves, duct tape, bullets, a gun holster, a quote, unnamed personal item that appeared to be a trophy from the killing of Pamela. I'm wondering if she stole Pamela's vibrator. This sounds like the belongings of Jack Nicholson's Joker. This is insane. Nothing totally. in her yeah. pockets but knives and lint. <laughs> Here's where it gets worse. <laughs> a mannequin head uh. <gasps> and a tube of unopened glitter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> scrapbooking. The scrapbooking. Totally. There's and a, picture. a mannequin head for her wig. It yeah. makes perfect sense. There's oh my a God. picture of the mannequin head and the glitter on the drive and the mannequin head, yes. mannequin head is totally JFK. Oh, oh, yeah, it definitely is. Which, like, a woman in her late 60s would definitely have the hots for a JFK mannequin head. It's that, also, I like, bronze. True. Yeah, it's real weird. Why do you oh, have that this? that is not I what I was know. expecting. Oh, no. my God. God forbid the FBI does an inventory of, like, my home, though. Can you I imagine know. the list? 
how many mannequin heads you have. Well, I mean, no. hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Goat the bones. The, yeah, the bones. <laughs> Jars so of no, goat bones. No explanation for some of this shit will likely ever be produced, but it really does paint the picture of a woman going deeper and deeper down into madness and in a very creepy way. I guess if um, she's that untethered from reality at that point, though, right. she's probably just like, well, what else? You know, I guess I've murdered and uh, I exist to no one anymore until I'm Yeah, caught. so who's yeah. going to question Ooh, my mannequin head and glitter? my weird mannequin head fetish <laughs> that I have. I thought you were going to say, like, she was leaning into the narrative. Like, she became self-aware and was like, what would be funny to put in this truck? Well, I guess I'm Maybe. a serial killer now. Yeah, so might as well, let's add some inventory here to make that list really funny. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I do enjoy knitting. I'm into it. So Lois was apprehended in 2018 and pled not guilty to the murder charges, obviously. She doesn't want to be put in the electric chair, which they don't do in Florida. It's lethal injection, but still. Her trial was... Yeah, and then you live in Florida. (laughs) Her trial was set to start in September, literally... September this this month that we are recording this is when her trial started. So updates will likely be forthcoming if and if if and as you see more things come forward, feel free to like tweet them at me and and email them to me because I totally want to keep my finger on the pulse of this case. Um and one last creepy detail that I left out until the end just for fun. Just before her arrest, Lois had made a friend a la Pamela a different woman named Bernadette and had uh, they had gotten like kind of close. Bernadette took to her friendly, talkative personality. Lois, again, is like so unassuming and just sweet looking. Yeah. And Bernadette had invited Lois to come hang out and enjoy her community hot tub, sleep in her guest bedroom. She's just being like a over. This is crazy. Yeah. So the two shared a pleasant night and then went out for breakfast. The two had made plans to meet again on April 20th for dinner. And Bernadette was... 420. Yeah, 420. (laughs) Bernadette was told that Lewis, or Lois, Lois was arrested and charged with multiple counts of murder while she was at the restaurant waiting for Lois (gasps) to show up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're multiplying. So we, we, we'll never know what Lois exactly had planned for her new friend, Mm -hmm. but it's not out of the realm of possibility that she had found another lookalike. She had already killed Pamela and knew that she needed to change identities again. Yeah. I bet at that point she turned to the waiter and said, check please. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Gulp. Maybe she wasn't going to murder her. Maybe she just needed someone, needed a friend. No, No. she was going to murder her. Someone to bounce some ideas off of. Can you even imagine you're sitting there, you're laughing it up with your new friend, you're never suspecting that all the while they're sizing you up and gauging if they look enough like you to kill you, steal your identity, raid your bank account, and leave you dead on the floor of your bathroom under a thin blanket. Yeah, this is why I don't have friends. Wait, so she had seen her apartment or home previously? This was the second time they were meeting? Yeah, yeah, like she had already spent the evening with Bernadette and had struck up that friendship. And as she was going to meet up with her again, fortunately in a public place, but it seems like she's establishing that trust. She like was she probably did with also Pamela. like scoping out the place to see what a good totally. you know, murder strategy would be. Or like, right. if it's and worth if not the only murder. she, yeah. yeah, and if not only she looks enough like her to get away with stealing her identity, but maybe get a, a feel on how much like disposable income this woman had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a testament. Don't so make your place smart. too ostentatious because then you might get murdered if people oh, think well. oh, this person has money. I gotta put my yeah, PSVR away anytime yeah. someone comes <laughs> over. 
<laughs> so that is the story of losing streak Lois. Oh, oh. Lois, no. I know. The streak continues. It. The streak continues. I want a worm farm. But yeah, it's ongoing. Ugh, that is you awesome. For that. I mean, it's she had so a well pretty good done. run there. You know, yeah, I mean, she it's did. Because she was murdering people, but yeah. I, bet, I bet she just felt kind of invincible for a little bit. Like, ooh, I imagine yeah. finally starting to go my way now that I've murdered some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably, like a probably gambling worth it. She's a gambling addict. She's addicted to that high, that adrenaline. Yeah. Of course, she's going to end up on a murder spree. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The writing was on the wall. The writing was on the worms the whole time. It was on the worms. Mm-hmm. I don't think all mm-hmm. gambling addicts turn into murderers, though. I know Charles Barkley no. had a big... No, statistically, they do, yes. Michael Jordan oh also yeah. had a big no. gambling addiction. No, they do I don't not. think he's out there murdering people. I know he's... Well, nope. he got taught a lesson, I think. That's, That's true. not the typical escalation of this very treatable disease, and if you feel like there's someone in your life <laughs> or you have an issue with addiction, please reach out. You have lots of resources. There's a hotline. There's a gambling yeah. addiction yeah. hotline. Mm-hmm. Don't reach Best out off. to us. It's one 800 off. You either murder people so or you make Hanes commercials. Off. One of the two. Or open a worm farm. <laughs> or open a worm farm. Ugh. All right. Sign All me right. up. Thank you so much. Special thanks this week to our very special guests, Ryan and Shane of BuzzFeed Unsolved. We had so much fun. Yeah, thank you guys you for coming too. on. We did too. Our, thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you for having us. This was a, this was a blast. So Despite fun. The Come back of that anytime. Last tale. <laughs> oh, that's it's usually Kenyon that like destroys everybody's hopes and dreams with her stories. So yeah, I wanted to true. kick it up a notch. I had fun with it. It was yeah. good. Oh, do we you had guys a blast. Wanna, do you want to? Do you want me to reveal the final cue that oh, you never? Oh yeah. yeah, we never quite cracked. Yes. It. Okay, so it was when Ryan and or Shane go off on tangents. Oh <laughs> and yeah, yeah, there oh. it is. I'd say Which we they actually did all right. Really we kept it reined in, do. to be honest. Yeah, that was pretty reined in. Yeah, the second, I mean, honestly, after my segment, when you didn't really have a chance to go off on tangents, you did pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we were I'm in someone so else's proud. house, you know, don't want to start making a mess of things. When we're in our yeah. little studio, it's, uh, it's a lot. All bets are off. Oh, <laughs> oh there it is. <laughs> and with that horrible gambling joke (laughs) we bid you to adieu (laughs) thank you thanks for listening to wine and crime our cover art is by Kali Yip music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell editing by Jonathan Camp check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com you can also follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at wineandcrimepod if you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers!